You have now arrived at Stadium Engel. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's Uncle Silk. This is your boy, 35, the All-American. And Captain Dan. Oh, beautiful. Hey, Ahmad, 35, the All-American. I've seen the uh, the letters. The letters got the, the, the Twitter streets in frenzy. Oh, man. I got I got called everything but a child of God, man, about the letters, man. <laughs> God, how, dog. How many did you get, Ahmad, do you think? How many, how many letters or offers? letters letters man yeah almost thousands bro literally thousands mm-hmm. like th- like bro you gotta understand we had like 12 one d1 uh, athletes on our team just mm-hmm. d1 not including the guys who probably could have you know went juco and mm-hmm. d2 and whatnot so they, the letters were rolling in like on a daily um at, at lakeland and uh you know i, I just kept them you know my, my parents kept them my mom's like a pack rat for all that type of thing so uh Man, yeah, you know, a lot of guys who were talking about I couldn't do this and that, and I was sorry, and da 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 Yeah, well, the school was beating my door down, so. Um, what, school <laughs> you, what school recruited you the hardest? Um, Alabama, Ohio State, LSU. Because you were close uh, to getting LSU, right? Yeah, so Alabama, Ohio State, and LSU was, like, recruiting me hard. And, and Ole, Miss. Uh, Ole, Miss, Ole Miss was too. I took a visit to Ole Miss with Coach uh, Ogeron. How was that? Did he talk English? No, no, <laughs> the whole time. Um, that shit was dope, bro. I ain't even gonna lie. And they like facilities and stuff was cool, bro. Um, but I just couldn't dig the city, that the town, yeah. bro. It was like a slave town, bro. And I wasn't, I wasn't with that. It's like I awful, see that bro. vibes. It's a slave state still. I don't even think they know they're free over there. But let's let's move on to the conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, what's your boys been up to, man? What's what the weekend's been like? Family life good? Yeah, family life's yeah. good. Uh, boating, obviously. Getting out there. Got uh, out there Saturday. Got a uh, went to a, a little small gala on uh, on Sunday. Uh, but outside of that, just trying to keep my distance. You know, spiking numbers here in uh, here in Florida. So just trying to keep my uh, keep my distance so we can try to have some sort of semblance of of normalcy one day. Right, yeah, the spike is out. Ahmad, you spent your weekend in lately, man. What's, what's the vibes with y'all? Um, it, it it was it was pretty dope, man. Um, I you know, I don't know. If a lot of people know. Um, I got a, a, a eight year old with two eight year olds. Um, they're ten months apart. So I was in college, really doing some wild stuff. Um, he was out <laughs> here a little bit, bro. But, living that life. Um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, man. You know, uh, but my eight year old, uh, she lived. She lives in Nebraska. She just turned eight, and uh, her birthday was June twentieth. So she was in town, and my mom and my family um, threw a huge little party at the crib. So um, you know, my my other eight year old and, and my wife was there, and um, my family, and we just had a good time, man. We haven't seen a lot of those uh, family members in a little bit, so um, we right. just got a chance to hang out. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I didn't do a whole lot. Um, actually, I did a little bit Saturday. I hung out with my my brother in law. My wife's brother and his wife. Um, early in the day, we took our kids to play at the park, work out a little bit, and then we went and check out the VG, uh, vegetarian delight down in Broward. 
Um, if you're on Twitter, you know him, the vegan trap lord. He got a vegan spot down that's pretty dope. So I took them down there to see if they like it, and they love the place, man. So that was that was pretty much my Saturday evening. Um, nothing else went down over the weekend. A lot of rain on Sunday. Yeah, we had we had great weather here in Tampa, uh, so can't uh, can't sympathize with you there. But uh, I'll be down there. I'll be down there in a few weeks, so we'll have to uh, see if we can't connect again. You can't want me to tell the uh, the Harlem story I, I told on uh, Big Three Roll Up. So yeah, man. Uh, Friday night, this is what happened. Like uh, we had Saturday planned. Where I was supposed to meet up with my brother in law with the boys, and we do a little workout. So Friday night, he stayed the night to my sister's house. Um, Harlem did, and. Um, before I dropped him off, I told him, like, yo, do not go to sleep late because we got an early and a long day tomorrow. And both of them are like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll be good. We'll go to sleep. The next day, I go pick him up 8 o'clock in the morning. When I arrive, they're up and ready. So I was I was a little thrown off, like, how the hell? Like, usually hard sleeping until 10 at least on a Saturday. So um, I asked him, did you go to sleep last night? Uh, yeah, we went to sleep. My nephew is like adamant. He's always like real honest about when he go to sleep because he he has to stay up all night. So he's like, "Yeah, I went to bed like when the sun was still up. It was like barely nighttime." I was like, "Okay, cool." I get in the car, drive to my house. He falls asleep. My son falls asleep in the car to drive to my house, which is like a fifteen minute ride. So I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" I get home. I was like, "You sure you went to sleep last night? Can you like go to the park and work out?" He's like, "Yeah, I was just a little tired. We ate breakfast." So he was like, "The pancakes had me sleepy." I was like, "That's understandable. Cool." Get him dressed. He got dressed to go uh, to the park. Uh, fall asleep. I think he got dressed. I was like, yeah, this is probably going to be suspect, man. I was like, yo, before we go, can you work out? Because you look like you didn't go to sleep last night. I don't want to waste your Uncle Marlon's time and your cousin's time out there with nonsense. He's like, no, no, I'm good. We get in the van. Of course, he, fall, he falls asleep again. <laughs> we get to the park. He couldn't even stand up, Dan. Like, he was just like, like a drunk person uh, walking around the parking lot. So his cousins are like, what happened? What's wrong with him? I was like, he didn't go to sleep last night, I don't think. Um, and I don't know if he's going to be able to work out. So they're out there shooting around, playing ball. He's looking miserable. But, like, he wants to play, but he couldn't find the energy. So I just cut him short. I was like, yo, we're going over to the field because they want to see him work out anyway. So like, let's go over to the field. I'm going to make you run for, like, just stay up all night. We don't play the, play Roblox <laughs> to, to four in the morning shit. Like, he had a bad time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like. So your, your cousin went to sleep. Why were you up all night? So I punished him a little bit. I made him run and do uh, uh, the, the feels about I made him run about a mile and a half. Very good. <laughs> so that woke him up and then he went through some drills and everything was straight after that, man. But I'm never hard on him with workouts either. Yeah. But but after that, like he's already got in trouble several times for stand up late and, and, and being up too late, especially when he goes to sleep over at my mom's and my sister's. And then, like, I asked him before I waste some people, somebody's time, let me know. Because I don't like wasting people's time. He wasted somebody's time, so I had to get some work out of him. Teach him a lesson, a little yeah. life lesson. Though. You know what I'm saying? You can't let your nightlife affect your, your day life, uh, Dan. Oh, I, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, I'm trying to remember how many times, like, I stayed up through the night. We used to do that more often than I remember, man. But looking back on it, man, those next, like, four days were terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, but I remember you know, you used to have these sleepovers three, four, five people, and you never wanted to be the one that fell asleep, so you'd do whatever you could to stress, yeah, to stay awake. awake. Yeah, yeah that's understandable. It was playing like playing Grand Theft Auto 3, staying up all night. Yeah, I get it, but 
Like if it's a sleepover, <laughs> if it's a sleepover, he got his cousin over and it's at, you know what I'm saying? We ain't got plans the next day. Cool. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Boys are gonna be boys, but if we got plans, and then I tell you after the plans, like yo, we can we can alter these plans. Yeah, yeah. Can you do this? So after you waste my time, bro, I got I gotta get some work out of you. I love it, man. I love it. Well, let's get uh, let's get into the show. What do you guys think? Let's hang out. I'm ready to hang out. We got a nice lineup today. As uh, as always, this show is sponsored by our friends over at the Thomas Firm, which is going to handle insurance claims for property damage to homes or businesses. Uh, their lawyers are going to have over 20 years of experience handling roof damage and leaks from uh, storms, water damage, hail damage, hurricanes, sinkholes, fires, whatever it might be. They do do work all over the state of Florida, so no claim is too big or too small for them. So if you suspect you have damage to your home, give the Thomas Law Firm a call for your free consultation to ensure that your insurance company is going to pay what you're owed for the complete repair of your home. Give them a call. Again, their phone number is 813-221-2525. Again, that's the Thomas Law Firm, 813-221-2525. All right, boys. So a couple big pieces of news here. Uh, Pete Thamel from Yahoo Sports announced that Paul Pasqualoni is going to join uh, the staff as Dan Mullen's assistant, or as one of his special assistants, pardon me, an off-the-field type of role. Uh, off the, our longtime uh, defensive uh, coach uh, was previously the defense coordinator with the Detroit Lions. Previously, uh, the head coach was Syracuse and I believe the University of Connecticut. So he's going to be in an offensive position that's going to help him break down opposing defenses and help Dan Mullen evaluate the program for macro view. So again, Silk, like you said on the big three roll up the other day, a lot of schools are going to be firing people and letting people go. But Florida's uh, bringing new folks on. You know the vibes, man. That logo, the logo slap different, man. That bankroll a little different. Shout out to Foley for saving some money and having, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that mattress money. Yeah, who who would have thought five years ago when the when the Twitter timeline and Twitter streets were going crazy about Foley being cheap that it would come back and save us, huh? That's what everybody been telling me. You know, I have my Foley slander here and there, man. And I've had people, attorneys and cool people I'm cool with. That's a around the program, know a little bit of information. It's like, yo, he we're really saving for a rainy day. And and they think that rainy day is gonna come, and some programs not gonna be able to, to survive, survive it. And here we are, man. Yep, I'm not, I'm not happy that anybody's losing jobs. Let's, let's just clear that up. But no, but, but we're just happy. Right. We're happy that we're taking away from some of the unemployed claims. Yeah, you help. Right. Yeah, you gotta help the job market out a little bit, man. Yeah, that's right. You know, there's got to be people hiring too. So, uh, so that's big news. Again, you're bringing just a, a very smart, very well tenured guy uh, that has a, a bunch of experiences and X's and O's guy uh, on staff. So, super uh, excited to see what what he can do and what he might be able to do with uh, with Dan Mullen. Florida also announced today on Twitter that they're going to have an announcement for a new member of the Ring of Honor later this month. I'm not one to pat ourselves on the back, but I think we've got yeah, I think, I think we lost it. the ring of honor. Right. I'm going to go out and let me say it was a Steve Miguel podcast that really, you know what I'm saying, got the momentum going on Urban Meyer getting that ring of honor. Yeah, because before he was all over TV and all over the news, he started back here, right? Back in good graces here. Yeah. You got you know? the first sit-down Gator interview after being a Gator coach with Steve Miguel. So we set the tone. Yeah, like nine years later, ten years later, first first one, and then you know we bring on a couple of the uh, assistant and associate ads on, and then all of a sudden some yeah some things start to roll, and here we are. Not gonna pat ourselves on the back, but you know pat pat. Yeah, gas me up. Yes, me. Uh, so, but I, I do think I was going through the criteria. I do think that Urban Meyer is going to probably be the last person uh, in the Ring of Honor 
for a for a long time. Uh, you know, the the um, requirements are very strict to get in, very very challenging to get. And I think Urban Meyer is the only person that still uh, meets any of that criteria to get in. So shout out to Urban Meyer. Uh, if he is the one that does indeed get in. Do you guys ever think because of how hard it is to get into the Ring of Honor, uh, and I can read over uh, what that looks like uh, to get in. Uh, The first thing is, obviously, if you've won a Heisman Trophy, um, that's kind of a no-brainer, three of the guys uh, that are in it, uh, Spurrier, Warfel, and Tebow. Uh, A former UF All-American inducted to the NFL Hall of Fame, so Jack Youngblood got in that way, and we had Wes Chandler on the show, actually, coincidentally, that same interview as Urban Meyer. So he could potentially be uh, a guy uh, that gets in just because of his accomplishments in the NFL, uh, but still does not qualify yet. Uh, a former first, te- or former UF All-American who's an NFL career uh, category leader. So Emmett Smith uh, got that uh, honor. A collegiate career category leader. Uh, coaches with a UF national championship, a coach with at least three UF SEC championships, and then a player with two or more consensus All-American honors who have also been named a national offensive or defensive player of the year. And that's how uh, Wilbur Marshall was able to get in. So uh, this could be the last time we see a name in the ring of honor, but do you ever see them relaxing any of those standards? No, I like the standards where they are. You can't let anybody just willy nilly be getting up in that type of um, conversation. So, I like to stand it where it, where it is, man. I think it stays there. No, I don't lack it because, um, you know, that, that's that's just a different honor, man. You know, the guys come through, you know, we're going to have All-Americans. We're going to have All-Americans at the end of time. But to be in the ring of honor, that's just something extra. That's just a, you know what I'm saying? We can't just let that be open to to anybody who just come through the university. You know what I'm saying? So, no, right. I, I don't see them making that lax at all. Perfect. Uh, Donovan McMillan, a recruit to Florida's after safety. Uh, he's going to announce his final decision on Saturday down between UF and Virginia Tech. Silk, any thoughts or predictions? Um, I'm hearing UF. Yep. Um, I'm not going by any crystal balls, nothing crazy like that. But I've just been hearing UF for a while. I think he's making a video of some sort. Yep. Uh, I don't know who's making the video, but that's what they're waiting on. And that's the announcement times for Saturday. Big physical safety, downhill. Um, rover type guy could possibly grow into linebacker, six two physical dude. Uh, he shines in the box coming downhill. Um, he's not a big coverage guy. Uh, I think he needs some developmental um stuff on, on the back end. Pause. Um, other than that, I think he's a real good athlete. His final five is uh, UF, Oklahoma, Oregon, Texas A and M, and Virginia Tech. Uh, I think it's down to us in Virginia Tech, in my right. opinion. But that's a good five and a great company to be in, especially for elite defensive back. Yep. No, I really I think like his that. ratings. His rating would be better if they if that was this was a year they kept reevaluating. I don't mm-hmm. think there's real no real evaluating going on this year. So uh, that offer list is is the way you wanted that. Yep. Yeah. No, I think that he's a he's gonna be a good player, and I think he's a guy that you know Florida needs a guy like him that that maybe does need some development and you know give some space. You know, but right now Florida is is lacking in in depth. A lot of their depth that they have right now is kind of clustered together in terms of classes and things of that nature. So getting folks that might need a little bit of time to uh, to work and develop are definitely folks that I want to uh, want to consider. So that announcement will be Saturday evening, I believe, nine p.m. Uh, yeah, real quick for the average fan, don't follow recruiting. Donovan uh, McMillian is a three-star safety out of Peters Township High School. And that's in Kennesburg, Pennsylvania. So for the average guy, if you want to search him and look him up, uh, that's basically the, the rundown on him. Um, 
247 have him, have it has him rated as a four star 93 rating. So they have yep. him a lot higher than other services. Yeah, and and so you know, Florida's been in on his recruitment for a long, long time. Uh, I, I like Florida's chances now. I think if you would have asked me a couple weeks ago, I would have thought maybe Virginia Tech, but I do like the way that Florida uh, stands right now. Obviously, a lot could change in the next four days, but uh, if I were a betting man, uh, I'm going to go with Steve Wolfong on this one and say that Florida uh, maybe has a slight edge. So well, you can't Wolfong will switch it last minute on you anyway. Like, what's the crystal ball? Well, that's they're why not, I'm, they're not married. I'm to it. It on the radio, it's like when I give Neil Blackman and say, "Hey, his sources are telling." him that Justin Shorter is going to be eligible next year. That way, if right. it's wrong, I can be like, I'm just going by what the, what the sources say. Uh, right. Speaking of that, let's get into kind of the bigger, broader subject of what's going on. The SEC uh, athletic directors met today, which is Monday evening, and said that they will not have a decision on football uh, this week, and they're going to have another meeting in two weeks to decide. This comes on the heels of the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten, all announcing that they're going to go conference only uh, for next season, which to me still doesn't make a ton of sense to just do conference only. And then the Ivy League announcing that they're canceling all uh, fall sports. So um, I would imagine the SEC is going to follow. I mean, they don't really have a choice, right? To to not otherwise just do what everybody else is doing. But we'll we'll see that announcement. It's going to be in two weeks. Yeah, I think um, SEC is going to pretty much wait till the last final minute to to make a decision. So they're going to hold out all hope. I think that's what they're doing right now. Big Ten kind of already trying to adjust to maybe a, a different type of season. It's just by the day, it just looked like more weird and more weird. I, I pray to God football happens. I want football to happen. Uh, I would like to also – that's another conversation. But I want to get somebody on from the staff to talk about maybe uh, what a possible no season would look like because um, that would be interesting as well, how you keep these guys, like, engaged and whatnot. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But it's not looking great. Uh, Juco right. got – Juco pretty much canceled their season as well. So guys yep. like the one black, um, Hammond, guys like that that are playing JUCO ball, uh, those guys right there, they're not gonna play football this year. So it's pretty much just schoolwork, and then we'll see where they enroll. That's where we at with which thing, but the Power Five so far. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm excited about. Um, you know what, what the possibility could look like if we if we don't uh, you know another year of potential development uh, you know for some of these guys I would imagine that Florida is going to allow them to uh, you know to stick around the NCAA would allow them to stick around uh, but I do think that this is Florida's year so I want them to try to figure out a way to uh, to get this season played uh, what I think is is going to happen is if I don't think if you have a fall year I don't know if you're going to have a spring year either i think that there's too many logistical challenges that might happen part of which is travel part of which is where do we sit with the coronavirus and then you know ultimately do you put kids you know through two football seasons in one calendar year especially if they're not getting paid you know they're just you know student you know quote unquote athletes do you have them play 26 games you know potentially or 24 games in a year um, you know, that could theoretically be literally half of the weekends uh, of the 2021 uh, year. So I think that this spills over uh, into to next year, but I don't know if you have a fall season this year, if you even have football at all next year. So, which is a sad thing to think about. Yeah. You know, everything's wild right now. And you still have guys like Nessa Severe, the Miami defensive tackle. I mean, he's not like the, the, the poster child of anything right now, but, um, 
guys like him tweet, uh, tweeting out that footballs get played and students don't come to campus. Uh, this whole amateur thing kind of get pushed to bed. And I think a lot of those, a lot of the college football players have that sentiment as well. Like, um, everybody looking on the, looking at these young men to kind of save the day a little bit. Uh, as, as far as like a fall, I think NFL is going to happen regardless. You think? I think, yeah, I think they're millionaires. Yeah, like okay, they risking concussions. They they might as well risk the Rona. Yeah, I mean it's a check. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think those guys are gonna go play football. Uh, you may have a few guys that just like the NBA that sit out, but yeah. I'm down for pros because they got like they could either say yeah I'm gonna go play or you know say, no I'm not gonna take the check. So they have the option, but college players can't say yo I'm gonna go take the check and not getting paid. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. Um, I. I'm very curious to see what happens. The NHL is back on ice today. Uh, obviously, baseball has been back for a little while. The NBA is back in their in their bubble. So I'm very curious to see over these next couple of weeks how they're able to, you know, monitor some of these bubbles and and if that works. Because I think ultimately the NFL will have to do something similar. Uh, I, I just well, what I'm interested in because just reading about the NBA bubble, uh, it was pretty much said that it costs 150 million dollars for them to, to operate that bubble. Uh, you're talking about a lot smaller rosters than an NFL roster or, or a college football roster to keep those guys quarantined in, in that little bubble. So mm-hmm. I, I would like to see how football is going to live and what type of um, camps and, and, and keeping these guys quarantined, like how they're going to operate. Yeah, because you not only have, you know, 85 times is there 32 NFL teams, so you have 85 times 32 well, I guess you have 56 in the NFL, right? Or 50, sorry, 53 in the NFL times, you know, the number of coaches that you have, which is a lot more. So you're probably up to at least 2,000 people, if not 2,200, uh, just with staff and personnel. You add in media, you add in referees, you add in video people and everything else because they're all being quarantined too. Like that's the the one thing that's that's crazy uh, to me is, is watching some of these media uh, folks that are covering the NBA and hearing about their quarantine because they're stuck inside for the next 10 days too. Right. So there's, there's a lot of things uh, that are, you know, moving uh, here in the, this whole situation. I just, for whatever reason, just don't have a great feeling uh, about this whole thing. I just don't, um, you know, as much as I want sports, I just, I struggle with it, but uh, I guess we'll see. We're going to play it all by ear. There's not much that we can do now other than, and just kind of wait and see. So uh, we got a big show uh, for you guys today. Uh, we got Ryan Osborne, uh, who's with the University of Tennessee Martin now, previously with the University of Florida. And then we got Lewis Murphy on again, another Gator great. Uh, but uh, Ryan Osborne's interview is brought to you by our friends over at Roof Soldier. Roof Soldier is a veteran-owned company that specializes in all aspects of residential and commercial roof replacement and repair. So whether you've had experience or whether you're experiencing any recent roof leaks or damage, or simply want to take advantage of having a free roof inspection as you head into the summer months uh, in the rainy season here in Florida. Uh, Give Roof Soldier a call for your free inspection. They're going to handle roofs all over the state of Florida and no roof repair or replacement is too big or too small. So give Roof Soldier a call 1-877-ROOFS-FL or contact them through their website at roofsoldier.com. And again, there's still the special that if you mention Stadium and Gale, you're going to get $200 off your roof replacement once you enter into a contract. So let's get uh, Ryan Osborne uh, into the show and we're going to chat it up with him. Let's go. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. 
And joining us for the first time on Stadium and Gale is Ryan Osborne, who's the uh, current defensive line coach at the University of Tennessee Martin, uh, but previously spent a number of years with Dan Mullen as a graduate assistant, both at the University of Florida and Mississippi State. Ryan, how are you doing this evening? Good, good. Excited to be on. Absolutely, man. We're excited to have you. Want to want to hear your story? Uh, you kind of have a roundabout way about how you ended up with with Dan Mullen over at Mississippi State, then ultimately at Florida. So, touch us a little bit about your story and and how you ultimately got into the coaching profession. Yeah, so um, I'm originally from Massachusetts. Went to a small Division three school there, and um, was coaching at a couple Division three schools. Um, and then I was at a, a school called Saint Norbert College, which is in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And uh, every year after the season, basically like the weekend of the national championship game and the week leading up to the national championship game, there's a, a conference and a, um, a convention of all what they call the AFCA. And it's really, you know, all college, high school sort of coaches. And uh, we were in San Antonio and um, I'm sitting in line and Dan Mullen and his wife, Megan, are sitting in front of me. And I had worked his camp in 2013 at Mississippi State, but he didn't really know me from anybody but the printer breaks. And when the printers break, obviously, you know, you're sitting there, you're waiting for, to, for these badges. And the badges are like a humble brag of if you're at a big time school, like where you're from, you walk around with, with the logo proud on your chest. But anyway, so the, the, uh, the printer breaks and we're sitting there. And uh, the guy that I'm standing with knew Coach Mullen um, from recruiting. He was a high school coach in Houston, Texas. And um, he sort of went out there and was like, hey, you need a GA? And Mullen's like, yeah, we do. And he pointed to me. And two weeks later, I was in Starkville, Mississippi. So um, it's sort of crazy how it works out. Like, obviously, very, very fortunate and blessed. Um, you know, like, but I mean, people are like, oh, you got to work hard. And you do have to work hard. I'm not saying that I haven't done that. I've, I've obviously, every job I've been at worked really, really hard, at least tried to mm -hmm. do the best I can. But like, I mean, it was complete luck that on that day, you know, with everything happening the way it did. So obviously fortunate and blessed, but um spent four years there and now i'm at ut martin so i love it man so you you yeah. started uh with with mullen over at mississippi state what was the the biggest thing that you had adjust to come from coming from uh, d3 college world obviously you're up in green bay wisconsin uh, and you moved down to starkville mississippi and into the sec what were some of the things that you, you first noticed well it matters a whole hell of a lot more um I know they joke, everyone jokes around if you're not an SEC guy with that whole commercial. It means more, but it really does, right? And, uh, I mean, just seeing the practices and just being around the guys and and every day, and I think um, – I don't know if a question will get asked about this, but if it does, I'll sort of answer it now with, with like, why Coach Mullen, to me, is the best college football coach, at least. And, obviously, I'm biased because I've worked for him for four years. But, I mean, every day matters, right? Every day is fourth and one. Um, what you do on April 2nd will impact September 5th, right? So it's like, um, I think that's important. I think that's why in the last two years, especially at Florida, he's won 21 games. And I know there's a couple games there that 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 they need to win, and we should have, you know, going back and looking at it, right, hindsight's 2020, it's like, hey, maybe we could have done this better, done that better. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, just my time there, and it's just like, it just matters. Everything you do, it just matters. It, it there's a correlation to winning in, in every part of the program, be it academics, be it strength and conditioning, obviously the on the field work, the off the field work, everything you do. So that was the biggest jump, obviously division three. Um, I still enjoyed my time there. had a lot of good memories, but um, it's just, it's so much of a big, I mean, it just, it just means more. So. 
I got it. So, so Ryan, for, for those of us that, um, you know, haven't necessarily been, you know, on the football field or, or aren't as, as connected to, uh, you know, kind of the role of a graduate assistant, talk to us a little bit more about what that role entailed and what you did. And did you do the same thing at Mississippi State and Florida? And, you know, is there a difference in terms of responsibilities if you've been there for a little bit longer? Or talk to us a little bit about your role. Yeah, so when I got hired at Mississippi State, um, you know, Grantham wasn't the coordinator then. That was 2016. And um, uh, we were sort of transitioning to a 3-4. So I I had a lot of time working with the outside, the boundary outside linebacker, and we were a field and boundary alignment team. So um, the coordinator at the time was Peter Sermon. He worked with the field outside linebacker and the two inside linebackers. So I got a lot of experience from the jump at Mississippi State just having the opportunity to coach that guy. And, um, you know, that next year in 2017, you know, Grantham's a guy that um, he's willing to give you as much as you're able to take, right, And from a standpoint of responsibilities and workload. But he has to trust and believe in what you do. So, you know, GA's jobs, I mean, as as small as just getting scripts and, and breaking down film. But um, I think coordinators, and especially Grantham, he relied on us a lot because, we were sort of uh, experts in, in the in the certain part of the breakdown that we would have to do. So I did run game and pass protection. Those were really the main two things. And then offensive line um, uh, personnel in just terms of like what what they do well, what they don't do well, things that we can exploit. If there's what we call a fish on the offensive line, like the worst guy, um, things that we could try to match up on third down. Right. And obviously, what'd you call the, the worst guy on the offensive line? What'd you call him? Uh, just the fish. You know what I mean? Fish. Just that. That one guy, it's like, hey, man, this guy's a fish. You know what I'm saying? So, um, what's what's why, the meaning behind that? Why is he a fish? Honestly, I don't. I wish I knew. <laughs> I wish I knew. But he was he, 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 he he's like a fish. fish. <laughs> yeah, man, he's just like yeah, squirmy out of the water. I don't know. I, I wish yeah, I could really ask him. Be honest with you. Um, yeah, we call but, him. We uh, call that green. You look green. Watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, because every line has them. I mean, at every every team that right. we played, but. Um, so those were really the main things. And every year is more and more. Now, I, 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 did, I did take a lot of pride in being like Grantham's right-hand guy in terms of the installs and the playbooks. So, um, you know, in the game planning and things from call sheets and, and those things and doing personnel in the box on Saturdays, my two years at Florida. So um, I felt like I had a lot more responsibility than maybe some and most do in those roles because they are support staff roles. But, again, you know, um, Grantham can't do it all by himself. Now, he's very capable and willing, don't get me wrong, but – um, you know, he, he definitely leaned on, on, on a support staff guys to help him as, along with the position coaches, but, you know, data entry, getting scout cards ready. I sort of ran the box on the scout team. So offensive line, running back quarterback, if it right. fell into those three different groups, I was in charge of running that on scout team, um, which obviously is, is, you know, really important from a blocking team standpoint. And it was stopping the run and, and being able to attack the quarterback and attack protections. You got to get that shit right. You know? So, um, absolutely. But that's re- that was really the focal point. And there's a lot of things here and there that are random, but those are really the priorities. You know what I mean? You just try to make Grantham's job or whoever you work for his job easier. So when he gets in on Sundays, he can just get to the get to the tape and start breaking things down and starting to formulate a game plan, you know? So Yeah. You say you was Grantham. Long winded there, but no, no, it's good. It's perfect, man. I like I like all the description. I like talkers. It makes it makes my yeah. job easier. Yeah, um, that's right. You say you was uh, Grantham's right hand man. Were you and the guys aware of, of the uh, the quote or the saying uh, third down in Grantham? 
And what's your opinion on on uh, Grandpa possibly struggling having that reputation? Yeah, I, I guess um, you know, you. I mean, I read Twitter like anyone else, right? Um, yeah, that's where it comes so, from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I saw. I mean, I don't play much, too much into. I don't have the stats in front of me. Um, right. But um, you know, when you talk about third and seven to eleven. So you break down third down a couple different ways. So we broke it down like third and one to two, like third and three um, to six, seven to 11, 12 plus, right? So when you look at at, at crucial downs and like crucial downs, especially short yardage downs of third and one to three, let's just say, like depending that that third and three could be varied depending on the team you play. Like when we played Auburn, third and three is a rundown, right? Just based on the stuff they do. When we played um, LSU this year, third and three was not. Right, they were getting right. they were getting five out. They were getting the back to the flat or running an option, a choice route, or something like that. But, um, but I don't know. I mean, shit. I mean, we sacked forty nine dudes this year. I, I don't know. I, I agree. Hey, I'm a Grantham. I'm a Grantham dude. I love no, Grantham yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably I guess, run the I high. I don't really know. I don't really know the statement. But I know this. I mean, and there are plenty of times. Like the Georgia that, game. Like the Georgia game, I think third down, like it was like a crack. I can't remember the stat, but we had no, a hard yeah, time. Yeah. Nah, but, but, nah, but that Georgia game, though, we had a lot of – I feel like we had a lot of uh, mess-ups on that defense. A lot of dudes. No, that's right. That's right. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. And I can't – So I don't, know, I, I can't I don't even know if that was all play calling. Uh, so I, oh, no, I'm not saying it was. I'm, a, I'm asking him no, no, what, that's right. what exactly yeah. happened. Yeah, because I remember yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Trey yeah. Dean having a rough game. I don't, I'm don't. i definitely not saying it was on the staff. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, no, I got you there. No, I I think um, I think anything else like you got to execute when it matters. Right. And um, and those are got to have it downs, obviously, like because we did a really good job in that game to get them to third and manage. I mean, third and unmanageable situations. And that's like third and seven plus. But we didn't convert. Right. We we don't peel on the back or we uh, we let from out of the pocket. I think thirty five made a great catch on their sideline. If I remember correctly, where he sort of went out and up, and he turned and made that one-headed catch, yeah. and they got that meme of fucking Kirby saying like "Holy shit" or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's no doubt. And uh, you know, not to to take blame and say, well, maybe we didn't have guys, maybe we didn't. You know, I know Zoo went out later in the game, and he had a great a great TFL on that first second and nine. Um, that I, I just I just three by one backside nub. I mean, he's a four eye. The guy's trying to cut him off, and he. Yeah. You know, put Swift for a minus five loss there, and it's yeah. now third and 14. You know what I mean? So, like, we had, like you said, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but, um, you know, it's one of them things. It's like you just got to, when it matters, you got to get off the field. You just got to find a way to get off the field. I mean, it could be third and 14. They gained 13 yards, but guess what? We're still off the field, right? I mean, it's, you know, it's fourth and one, and they're kicking. So, um, another question before I, but I'm going to, I swear it's going to get easier questions in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was just vibing, man. Uh, but no, we're do, you, do you think uh, it's going to – Grantham's play call is going to get a little bit easier for him when he get the guys he recruited on the field? Do you think he was limited with uh, uh, with some of his options on third downs? No. I mean, um, shit, I thought there were some good guys the last two years. And obviously, I worked mainly with the front, you know what I mean? So guys like Ja'Kai, um, CC, Jabari, John, um, the inside guys, you know what I mean? Like I think – um, Campbell, um, Clark, I mean, Ankrum, um, all, all the guys that played for us, like Moon, obviously, you know, she, that guy's going to be a stud this year. Um, I mean, I would say that 
I guess that you want to have guys that fit your mold and you recruit for that. Right. And you, right. we could, we, we could insert coach English's uh, snippet on, um, on evaluating players, um, which I think that's important, but I mean, there's a lot of good guys in this program and there will always be good guys in this program. You guys know this. I mean, even the years right. where they didn't maybe win games before any of us got here, they still had legit dudes on defense in the secondary corner, safety star, whatever inside backer. I mean, They've been all over the place. So um, there's enough talent there, you know. Um, but I know this. I think with any really, really good defense, you need guys that are erasers, right? Guys that Correct. can just – when shit don't go right, like we talked about there on the third downs, can this guy just make the play and fix shit when it, when it breaks down? And I think right. this isn't just at Florida. This is at any team. There were times where we had guys that made plays and the times that we didn't make plays, and that could have been the call. It might not have been the call. It could have been just the – you know, just the, the moment and it just didn't happen for us. But um, I know this. I know some of the guys they have coming back this year, you know, obviously with B. Cox and, and Jeremiah, um, Zach Clark should have a great year. Um, you know what I mean? Like, what can, what can you tell us? I mean, a lot of people know Brenton Cox for being a five star, right? Um, a lot of people wanted him to play last year. He obviously didn't. But what can you yeah. tell about what you saw out of him uh, in practice? I mean, he's, he's a dude now. I mean, he's, he's, yeah. I, I remember, like, I remember yo, the yo, first when, uh, that, when that, football that, people say he's a dude, then you got my attention, bro. That, that's that's what, what I want to hear. Well, well, I'm glad you're saying that because now you got a bunch of Georgia people on there talking about, oh, he he wouldn't have played at Georgia. Blah, 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 yeah, he's an idiot. So. Now, now, listen, uh, don't get me wrong. Like, and I'm not part of that rivalry anymore. Obviously, I, I'll still always root for UF. And and um, if football does happen this year, like our bye week's the Tennessee game, so I'm fucking driving over to Knoxville and I'll have my blue and orange on and I'm like excited about that. You know what I mean? So I hope everything works out, but um, I was up in Gainesville probably three weeks ago during uh, voluntary workouts and uh, the dude walked out of the equipment room into the indoor and how they have everything set up now. And I said, Moon, who's that? He goes, that, that's, that's B Cox. I said, the fuck it is. And I'm talking about that dude's traps. He looks like the guy, you know, the opening scene of Troy. That big fucker, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just all jacked out. I mean, this guy, I'm like, holy moly. And he's moving legit. I mean, yeah, I don't know. You got to hold the Savage sauce, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know how that goes. I mean, Savage is the, is the best. Right. There's a reason why that. I mean, uh, but all of them look good. Bogle. Um, I mean, Moon looks. I mean, I know the quarantine has happened, but there are some guys that, that still worked. And, uh, uh, but yeah, but B. Cox, I mean. And he's a great kid, too. So I don't know what happened. I don't want to speak of what happened before because I just don't know. But the, from the first day he, he came to our program, and he knew now. He knew that he couldn't do anything. Like, just based on, you know what I mean? Like, everything happened. He's like, well, shit, I ain't playing this way, this year. I mean, I know this. He would go down to scout team and just give them great looks. You know? Right. And, and you got you to gotta probably um, believe that the stuff he did for them on Monday through Thursday probably helped Stone and – and, and uh, Gene DeLance and the other guys that played against him because they ain't going to get a better look on Saturday because B. Cox is probably better than 90% of the defensive ends outside linebackers in the SEC anyway. So just think about that. So I think it, I think from a, a, a teammate standpoint, I mean, shit. And I know everyone can't wait to see him, at least in that, in that building. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not there anymore, but um, they can't wait to see him play because he's yeah, really I don't want to bother him up for a whole nother season. He's been he's been uh, on the leash for for one one need a whole nother that's season. Right, that's right, that's right, that's bottled right. Bottled up, man. But what's your favorite part about this job? What's what's your favorite thing? What do you enjoy um, the most? 
Well, there's nothing better than winning on Saturdays. I mean, like the like the, the euphoric high that you get from that. I mean, um, but I don't know. I'll be honest with you. You know, we moved a bunch of guys in today. We moved 95 guys in. Now, we already had about 55 on campus. But uh, I picked up a kid yesterday, Giovanni Davis, from Dr. Crop High School in Miami. And through the recruiting process and getting to know him and picking him up, man, just the smile he had on his face, like, I was like, shit, man. Like, like this is why it's, it's – I mean, we're giving this kid a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're giving this kid something that maybe he never had. Mm-hmm. And Giovanni may never hear this. Or, you know, there's this podcast. He never, may never even know how I felt in that moment. But, I, man, he came out. He had his two suitcases, a big smile on his face. And I'm like, you know what? I think I changed this kid's life. I mean, like, you know, right. and uh, he could have went to any school and it would have been the same. Don't get me wrong. Like, dude, you have a chance to go to school for free. You go to school for free. Like, there's no doubt. But, but everyone's life is different. And I think now that he has the opportunity, I know talking to his dad, Alan, I mean, he was like, you know, we're so excited. Just take care of him. I'm like, hey, listen, anything he needs, I got him. You know what I mean? So I think and for me, someone that my mom raised me and my brother. So I don't know, maybe even at 32 years old, maybe I feel like I got to be a, an older brother to him or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, right, I'm sort of right. like not to get all sympathetic and shit, but um, winning on Saturdays is number one for me. You know, you enjoy the time that you talk ball with the coaches, and especially once you know you figured out an opponent, man, that gets you going a little bit. But now that I'm starting to recruit and build those relationships, because as a support staff guy, you don't always do that, you know? Because um, the only guy in my two years at Florida that I had a um, – a positive impact in recruiting in terms of I was involved in his recruitment was Lamar Goods just because I knew his high school coach. He was a buddy of mine in high school. So, like, I, it was easy for me to sort of build that relationship. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I think that's probably going to be it more than more than the wins is is those uh, – given those opportunities. You know what I mean? Like, you just feel – you're yeah. like, man, like, like you did something, you know? So, but what it's, it's definitely life-changing, man, when those kids go from – I remember going off to college and, and, and kind of being – a fish out of water a little bit, uh, leaving South yeah. Florida, uh, never, never really lived anywhere else and, and kind of trying to just, you, it's a new chapter in your life, man. Um, they always right. going to go back to that moment of you welcoming them on campus, the recruiting process. So yeah, that's a big part of those kids lives, man. That's right. Yeah, some, some of the, some of those guys, man, for sure. Like you said, just said, so don't even, it's their first time really leaving, leaving that city sometime because they don't have the that's resources right. to, to, to get out now. Um, too, also it's more like camps and stuff to, that kids can, kind of get to or go to um back when we were coming out i think one the biggest one was just like nike like the sparks nike yeah 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 that's right you know so it was i was coming out they had this thing called down and dirty bro like yeah yeah bro i think that one was full pass though yeah that we it got physical out there it got real but that was the biggest camp when i was coming out that's where i got like some looks and started getting recruited but go ahead yeah, so so I just want to kind of talk about. Um, I, I know you know we, we were talking about how the GAs um, are important to to Coach Grantham and, and to some of these coaches, but talk about the hours that the coaches put in. So in a normal game week, what 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 type of hours do the coaches put in? Um, well, you know, so we'll start on Sunday. So you know, you got to have the previous game packet. So let's just say we, we just played. We're going into week two. So Sunday, you got to have all the previous week packet stuff done. So from the game, you know, you. We always give Coach Mullen, you know, did we hit our goals on on some certain categories? Did we – how did everyone grade? You know, did they grade a championship level? So I'm getting all the information from Coach English. I'm getting the information from Coach Gray. I'm getting the information from uh, Coach Turner and Coach Robinson and all those guys and just making this packet. So by 10 a.m. on Sunday, he walks in. 
if it's a if it's a win and we whoop some ass, obviously Coach Mullen, he walks in, he goes, hey, uh, whenever you have a chance, give me the packet. If uh, if things maybe didn't go the way you wanted them, he may be there at 9:45, 9:30, going, packet done, and you're just like, oh shit, it's go time. You know what I mean? So, um, but that starts the week, and then you know we'll we'll finish Sunday night at about 11 p.m. Um, could be later. And again, it all depends on who you play, right? I mean, um, Coach Grantham will watch every piece of tape possible. So if we have it, he's watching it. And obviously being sort of his guy, like I just never left because you never know what he wants you to draw it up or write down or, um, hey, man, we got to show the guys this, you know. So um, that next morning, um, Grantham was probably the first one in the office. He's there, you know, 5.30, 6 a.m. Um, but the rest of us would usually, you know, it's usually a staff meeting about 7.30. Um, and we do morning meetings too. So, you know, I'm downstairs making sure some of the outside linebackers and the D linemen are there. Um, and we're sort of going through that process and that's sort of an everyday occurrence. And then and I'm saying it's, it's 7 a.m. to 11, possibly later. The latest night is Monday night because Tuesday is third down day, right? And, and red zone. So you're, you're starting to, you know, obviously focus on third down short yardage and then Grantham would start to, then work towards red zone. So Tuesday night, I mean, Monday night, excuse me, those could be some AM nights, you know? Um, and then that just go to continues. And then all of a sudden here comes Thursday and Thursday is family night. You get done right after practice. Um, but that's when I did the game plan. So, you know, I would get all the information that we had throughout the week based on the calls that Grantham had. And then Thursday night, you know, I'd put on the Thursday night game NFL or college and you sit there with the, with the meal that they have downstairs, the family meal, and you just start typing away and, in an Excel spreadsheet, and you start to formulate and make this thing. And, you know, Fridays are best Fridays in football. So, you know, pretty best enjoyable day. Football. You know, best Fridays in football. And uh, so you enjoy that day. And, and usually, if it's an away game, at least for me, I love hotel beds because you get a really good night's sleep. At least I do. You know, you sink into those fucking pillows, and you just pass out. And then you, you play the game, and you start it all over again. You know, and you pray, you pray, pray, pray that you don't have some 7:30 SEC Network kickoff, oh. um, because that means that means if you're away game, you get that, you get home at fucking two in the morning. Yeah, and two then, in the morning, yeah, yeah, you know that goes. So, well, um, well, here's the thing with me, I you know I love the the 3:30 games, um, no, no and, and I better, and I got man. spoiled on the 3:30 games because the, the late games, you're literally in meetings all day long no before doubt. the game. And I'm just like by by then I'm I'm so ready to play like I just I hated it and then it was oh, it was right, a time or two right. we had a super early game I remember one year we went to Arkansas um, and it was a noon kickoff but they Central Time so it was like eleven yeah so eleven a.m. yeah yeah it was awful so yeah I, I totally dig what you what you're saying um, yeah the so only problem I, I mean there, there's nothing better than night games right like yeah you get yeah the for sure time spot but yeah, the only thing sure. that sucks is the two walkthroughs you're like holy yep, shit yep, now. Yep. Uh, at first, you know, uh, Dan, you asked the question, what's the biggest difference? So, like, Saturday game day. At Division Three, dude, listen, if you had good enough players and a running and a quarterback that could run around, you were probably winning the game. I mean, Very like, good. Saturday walkthroughs are really, like, the, the cherry on the top. Like, you are finalizing. And, I mean, the game plan is finalized, but you are, you are making sure and you're walking through crucial situations that come up in the game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, you talk about being exact in detail. Oh my and I God. think that's why they've won 21 games in two years. I mean, if you really think about it, yep. like there's been some times on Saturdays that you're like, I mean, because I because I would draw up the walkthrough. So I would be like, shit, we're, we want to go over this. 
Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why. It's, it's, I mean, Coach Strong was adamant about just yeah. the the little details and like That's like. Right. That's right. I'm, I'm, I mean, I remember just sometimes like, we were out there freaking drinking two, three Gatorades. Cause we're like, what is this? You know, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. bro, it's like, it's, I mean, it's well, so it's hot hydrated. And Coach Strong like, running again. And I'm like, bro, we ran it all week. Like, hey, real quick question. Like, we're talking about coaches and, and, and all this film study and like personal. What is, we, we heard about what uh, Urban Myers like out the loss. We heard about what uh, Steve Spurrier and all these guys was. Must champ. What is Mullen like? What, what was he like after the Georgia loss? So any loss, what, what, what's the vibes? Well, I think um, – and I think what makes him uh, such a good coach is, like, he evaluates everything. Like, he's not going into the – to at least I've never experienced this, experienced this in four years, right? He's not going into the um, to the team and motherfucking them and doing anything like that, right? Like, he's he, – because I think there's still the professional approach that you still have to go and watch the tape and see exactly what happened, right? like anything else and then that Sunday meeting those Sunday meetings are a little bit longer than usual because you may have to evaluate on all three phases and be like okay well and you have to be critical of yourself and then critical of and obviously the head coach he's critical of the whole program right um and those messages are just like okay well maybe we should have played this on third down maybe we should have ran that fake on on punt maybe we shouldn't have maybe we should have Throwing the ball more, maybe should have ran the ball more. And again, I wasn't—I was just a guy sitting on the outside of the table, and right. I was just writing notes down if it needed to be uh, written down. But then a lot of it would end with the message of the week, and he'd be like, "Hey, man, we got to focus on this." You would see all the coaches put their head down, write it down, and that was our focus for the week. So, I mean, there's nothing worse. It makes your stomach st- uh, your stomach sick, excuse me, when you do lose. Um, especially if it's a road game and it's something where maybe you gave it away or you felt like you should have had it. Um, but I think it's what you do the next day, and that's very coach speak. But I'm just saying, like, he would never go in and just start fucking MFing people. I mean, he would he would evaluate critically everything that happened, and we knew we had to get that fixed. Because I think Ron said it too, right? Um, coach Mullen don't care if we lose – I mean, excuse me, if we win 50 to 49. He don't care if we win three to nothing. He just wants to make sure we win. Right. And then Sunday you evaluate everything and you right. sit down and go, okay, well, hey, man, if we were 50 to 49, well, defensively, we got to do something. If we're three to nothing, then offensively, we got to do something. If we want, if we win 28, 27, well, maybe we were okay defensively. We could have been better here. Offensively, we had some opportunities to score in the red zone, but we didn't. But really it was special teams that could have put us over the, the hump based on starting field position or something. You know what I mean? So, um, I and that's what I've learned the most from those guys is just situational football, how to evaluate personnel, how to um, how to think and and look at things from a critical standpoint, critical of yourself first and then of others. You know what I mean? In terms of in the program, and I think that's why. And Coach Inga said it. It might. I mean, hopefully we play football this year and this is the year, but they're going to win a national championship game. It's just a matter. It's just a matter of time. I can't Already. imagine. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got one more question, man. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of people uh, listen to our show and whatnot. Don't we usually get the experience um, a locker room after a great win? Uh, what was the best time in the locker room after uh, a game? What game um, had the, the the best locker room afterwards? Well, it was Emmett Smith. I mean, oh, and I was in that one. I was in that one. Oh, I was in that one. Bro, so I, I looked never, at the videos to that the other day, dude, bro. It not, was crazy in there, bro. Not. 
So I never, I never really, because again, like I got to get things ready right when the game ends. I'm like typing in calls. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to put together this packet because Grantham is going home or something, you know, coach Bowen might be going home and he want they want to see the calls. So we're trying to enter the data and stuff, but that was the one game that I walked into the locker room and obviously, you know, he's the goat. He's crazy, bro. And then he, he drops it down and I'm like, okay, man, what a win. What a win. What a win. So that was cool. You know, that was cool. I mean, they're all cool. You know how that goes. Once you sing the fight yeah. song, it's all cool. But yeah, I mean, shit, Emmett Smith. I mean, we all grew up watching that dude. And oh, then God. He, he's standing 20 feet in front of me. Like, you know, the Kodak thing was pretty cool too now, right? I mean, I think yeah. you know, like, okay. at yeah. FSU, we, we go to FSU first year in the program playing and they had some success before we got there. We whooped their ass, and now all of a sudden, like Kodak's in the locker room. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, how did y'all pull that off? Hold on, hold on. How did y'all pull that off? What was the the the, the oh, scenes shit, like? I don't know. That ain't me. I got no. Hey, listen. Really? I walked. I figured. In there, I figured I walked... you were the Kodak plug. You know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? I, <laughs> I want to know like how secretive it was for them to like pull this off because I don't think Kodak walks onto UF sidelines. So I think the only way they pull this off is that uh, the projects of Tallahassee and Florida State. <laughs> yeah, I don't well, think you approve that. Uh, I can't speak on that. I just know, like, all of a sudden, <laughs> I knew he was there for the game. Obviously, we won. We're excited. We walk in there. I see two two bouncers or you know security, humongous dudes, and all of a sudden you see Kodak there, and I'm like, oh shit, dude, that's yeah. Kodak. that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's fire, bro. Yeah, man. That's what's up, man. We appreciate you for coming to hang out with us, man. Um, tell the people where they can find you at and uh, and everything you got going on right now. Yeah, um, shit on Twitter, Coach Oz U, Coach Oz UTM, excuse me. Um, I usually fall back. I mean, I like talking football. I've been posting a lot of fishing pictures during this quarantine. I've been doing a lot of fishing in West Tennessee, but hopefully we play, man. Hopefully we play. Yeah, I'm saying sentiments over here, man. Yeah. So. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. So hopefully we'll know in the next couple of weeks. But, Absolutely. But I've enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I appreciate not to end on a, on a bad note. But, hey, I, I've enjoyed it, man. This was this was a good time. No, we really Absolutely. appreciate it. Absolutely. Great conversation. Absolutely, brother. Well, best of luck in your uh, in your new role. And we definitely want to have you on in the future. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. See you later. All right, brother. Be well. Appreciate right. you, bro. Bye. Fun conversation. Really yeah. fun conversation. It's kind of weird because I kept imagining him because he sounds a lot like Matt Damon and somebody from Boston, but like has like that yelling, like physical demeanor of like an you know an old South Ball coach. It was kind of throwing me off the whole time. But yeah, Matt, I couldn't put him in a box. Well, well pause, man. Hey, 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 hey. You know what I mean. I didn't, I didn't have to make the sign. I just had to raise my eyebrows a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got uh, we got our next guest. Uh, we got our next guest waiting uh this guest is brought to you by lee friedland from the law firm of friedland and associates i truly cares about the people so he's going to handle all auto accidents medical malpractice nursing home cases criminal matters and personal injury cases in every jurisdiction within the state of florida uh he says he's going to deal with the brashness of steve spurrier and the relentless effort of dan mullen so he's a double graduator or double gator graduating pardon me from uf undergrad and law and he does bleed orange and blue and truly believes in giving back and truly being other people. So give him a call. Again, that's Lee Friedland of the law firm of Friedland and Associates. That's 1-800-95-INJURED and yourfightourbattle.com. Again, Lee Friedland, 1-800-95-INJURED and yourfightourbattle.com. Let's get Lewis Murphy on. Let's hang out, man, with legends and shit. You know how we do. For so, for so.
You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. And join us for the first time on Stadium and Gale's two-time BCS national champion, fourth-round NFL draft pick, and hailing from the 727, St. Petersburg. Lewis Murphy. Lewis, how you doing this evening? Man, doing good, doing good, Dan, Corey, Black, man, glad. Thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so Lewis, we asked this question to, to everybody to start off. Talk to us about how you ultimately ended up a Florida Gator. Oh, man. That's bringing me back, man. Well, first of all, just thank you, man. Thanks for having me, man. Black, thanks for reaching out, man. I love what y'all doing with the show, man. And, you know, giving other perspectives, man. And um, definitely uh, going to start tuning in more, man. Uh, been super busy, man, especially with this newborn. She got a newborn. So, y'all, y'all got a man. Black, Congrats, I really love you, man. I got a, I got a four-month-old, a four-week-old, man. And, oh, yeah. Oh, so, man. We appreciate you, bro. We you getting sleep, bro? <laughs> Yeah, I know you ain't getting no sleep. You getting sleep? No sleep. No sleep. Man. So, um, but yeah, man. So my story on coming to Florida, man. I wasn't really like a highly recruited like Amar Black in the Pouncey Twins. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't undefeated all of high school. You know, uh, coming out of Lakeland. You know, coming out of a small school in St. Petersburg, uh, Florida Lakewood High School. Um, and. Uh, Man, my junior year, we went 0-10. We didn't win a game. Sure. And uh, that's tough, man. That's tough. You know, 0-10, uh, I felt I, I was everything. I was everything from kicker to kicker to re- receiver, playing safety, corner, kickoff returner, punt returner, all special teams, man. And um, so uh, <clears throat> I, I was like, man, whatever school offers me first, man, uh, I went to, on the camp trail, went to Florida, went to the Nike Combine, went to Florida State, Miami, and Florida and Florida offered me first. And uh, that was under Ron Zook and Larry Fedora. So when uh, Ron Zook and Larry Fedora uh, offered me off of a camp, that's when, uh, you know, I, I committed right away, man, because I was like, man, I don't want to wait till my senior year especially after going on 10. So I went ahead and, and committed to them. And then in, uh, around December, they got fired. And then Urban Meyer came in. He had just uh, won a BCS title at Utah. I don't know what, what bowl game that was. Y'all probably could refresh my memory on that one. Uh, but I know he won a bowl game at Utah. Got the head coaching gig at Florida. Came to the house, man, and uh, was like, man, if you still want to be a Gator, we would love to have you. And then he just started, you know, doing this whole spill about a spread offense and what this new spread offense is like. And the, the world hasn't seen it yet. And, um, you know, and that's, I think, Alex Smith had just went, like, first pick overall. And uh, so, yeah, man, so he basically just sold me on, on staying at Florida because I had uh, opened up the doors again. And, uh, you know, that was kind of, you know, you know, Herb, Herb being the recruiter that he is, man, sold me and, and the rest is history. Man, I love it. So you you came into Florida in 2005 um, and did what a lot of guys did, um, you know, earned your, your spot on special teams. But I know Urban, you know, really covets those positions on special teams. What do you think you did to, to earn that nod as a freshman? And then, you know, I know you played throughout your career. So how important was special teams for you? Man, special teams was, I mean, as we know, man, I mean, black nose, man, like you learn, 
Like Irving sure. special teams guru. Yeah. Like it, it's all about special teams. Like even from the meetings, like from our uh, team team dinners, uh, team meals, the punt team eats first. Like his main thing is battlefield position, man. Like uh, if the you know if we could flip the field, say we're backed up at the five yard line, got to go ninety five yards. But if we punt the ball to the other five, we automatically flip the field. So he had the psychology of us just understanding the battle of the field position. That's what he like lives and dies on is is just like making sure that we always, you know, offense. You want to start the ball at the fifty. You know, you want to get a good return at least to the fifty. Uh, kickoff team defensively, we want to pin them inside the ten yard line. You know, make a big big play on um, inside the ten. Uh, and had them drive 90 yards. So special teams was the main thing. And I knew that was the only way I was going to make it, man, especially having all these All-Americans coming in, five-star recruits playing in the All-American game. Uh, the, I don't believe the Under Armour game was out just yet. But uh, I was like, man, shoot, I got I got to make my way, man. And that's what it started. I started on special teams, started on punt team, started then um, blocking on punt return, kickoff team, kickoff return, man. Get like, and then that trains you for the NFL too, man. You know, playing ten years in the league, that's the same thing, man. Like they don't, the roster spot comes down to special teams. You know, who who can play special teams, but also could be an asset on offense and defense. Hey, Merv, you talk about special teams and whatnot, man, and, and getting early, um, kind of playing time on special teams. Um, me personally, I know I had to climb the ranks through special teams as well. Um, but talk about uh, your earlier years, man, and, uh, you know, uh, just trying to get on the field and whatnot, going from being uh, Mr. Everything to trying to get back on the, get on the field. Um, talk about what, what the difference was between college and, and high school um, when you stepped on Univers University of Florida campus. Man, high school, high, like my high school, like I said, we were only 10, um, 2 and 8 my senior year. So... It was a culture shock for me, man. The detail, the attention to detail that we had, um, you know, being on time. Uh, you, I mean, going from high school where your coach shows up, tells you practice at 3 o'clock, he shows up at 3.30, to coming into a military regiment, you know. Uh, thank you, Shirley <laughs> So, like, they go on a uh, – Regiment, man, where we like on time, uh, classes, class schedule. Um, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a culture shock for myself, man. I didn't know anything about football, man. I just was an athlete, just out there, just you know, doing whatever coach telling to do, and not really knowing what I was doing, you know. Um, and I, I know I mess with you this all the, all the time, black, but you come from like a program, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all have history, y'all have coaches that. You know, y'all had a culture. Y'all had, you know, those types of things, man. Like me not being a high school football coach are the same things I'm trying to instill in these kids to help them understand, like, what, what it is to – what greatness looks like, you know, what what, what the organization right. of it is. And, and man, it was tough getting on that field, man. It was tough, man. You had to do a lot. Coach Myers, another thing that people don't talk about, you know, Coach Myers, first six months, he kicked off 20 dudes. <laughs> like – yeah, he cut twenty dudes like like you just imagine like your boss coming in like just fire like, everybody. All right, twenty of y'all y'all gone like like damn like I know these dudes you know what I'm saying like I think out of my my, 
I'm graduating class, my class 05, I think three or four cats made it out of the 20. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Out of 20 players, you know what I mean? Like, black y'all had it a little more sensitive. It was laid back a little bit a little by the time. More easy for y'all. Yeah, yeah. But the ones that he didn't really recruit, the ones he didn't recruit, it was it was fair game for him. Yeah. He, you could sneeze wrong and coach my blah, right, you gone. Just to set the president of, you know, this is how I'm running my right. program. This is how things are going to get done. Right. So we know we had a, a great secondary, Murph, and, and, and a great uh, wide receiver core. We had Heisman Trophy quarterback. Um, talk about some of the battles, man, we had um, in the red zone, um, doing one-on-ones, seven-on-seven. Talk about, man, how, how y'all got us better. We got y'all better, man, and, and, and the, the uh, daily individual battles we had with you guys. Man, get off Wednesday. Yeah, right. Remember that? Yeah, get right. Off Wednesday. Yeah, right. Y'all ain't get off <laughs> yeah, nothing. See, like, hey, so, yeah, right. <laughs> we stop stuff on Wednesdays, man. <laughs> get off, get off Wednesday. I think one day, uh, Wednesday for the fans, man. Wednesdays are like our seven on seven, uh, red zone day. So like we used to always, like, we had like twenty eight plays uh, in the red zone, and. And they always like they try to lock down Wednesday where we we the receivers who came up, you know, get off Wednesday mean like we just gonna get off on the defense. And um <laughs> and uh man, so we used to just compete, man. Those were epic battles, man. I mean, and the, the crazy thing was was what what was surprising to me is when I got to the league, and one thing I had to tone down on was the fact of how many fights we had. Like yeah. it was that was like one of the things like we always fought, but yeah. like we always hung out together and like made up yeah. in the locker room. It, and they never left the field. Yeah. But like I just remember fights all the time, man. Yeah. Like it whether it's me and you, whether it's me and Joe Hayden, you me and Janoris Jenkins, a major yeah. writer, Percy going Percy Bubba going but, and I, and, and it was crazy because it like say like it, it, me and Merv get into it. All the wide receivers gonna come out there. All the DBs gonna come out there. <laughs> so we all gonna meet on yeah, the field, man. bro. And it's just it, it was it was so cool. And we we go to talking to our noise, and they all you hear is whistles. Blah, 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 blah. They blow whistles, oh, man. Oh man, trying, and then trying to coach tone it like, down. yeah, and then coach them like and they loud. I I don't know if they were loud the stuff that we do that we used to do, man. Because like we really from the linemen too, man. Like imagine how many times Pouncey and Dunlap got into a fight. Right. You know what I mean? Like. Right. How many times did Brandon Spice get into? Hey, who win these uh, fights? I, I like I like the fights, y'all. y'all I, like the, I, like hey, hey, listen, hey, listen, I want to know who hey, won these fights, man. Bro. Hey, hey, none of it pounds, man. What went down? You got two pounds, though, so you know. Me and Dan yeah. can like bet on who won before y'all give us the winner. So I kind of want to um put my bet in. <laughs> From a reach standpoint, hey. I like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. From hey, uh, from a reach standpoint, you probably yeah done lap. You know, but I don't know. Pounce, see, the thing about Pouncey, if you fight one, you got to fight both of them. Yeah. yeah. That was one thing. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> if you fight one, you're going to end up having to fight both of them. You know what I'm saying? So uh -huh. that was, and, um, but man, I, it was just back and forth, man. And I mean, like, and God bless the dead. You know, I, know, I don't know if people want to speak like Aaron Hernandez, too. Like, yeah, man, we pro on the show, man. Man, you know, man, you know, you know, we were. <laughs> Man, and you know, shoot, Riley Cooper coming in, swing it. You yeah. know, Jared yeah. Faison swing it. We had Cam Newton got into a fight. 
smoke on fire. The biggest smoke on the fire was probably Jared Faison and Percy Harvey. That's what all the, the rumors were about I, back see, then. See, I wasn't in that meeting room, man. I don't know nothing about that. Lewis was. So trying to get Lewis the was. trying to figure out what happened. <laughs> hey, man, I plead, I plead the fifth on that one, man. I plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I transferred. We ain't, got, we ain't got to save him. He transferred, so we kind of know what happened. You know. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, man, it was like just the, the like, that's what, man, like, going to the league, man, and, like, having to have that competition with somebody that played DB at Stanford, you know what I'm saying? Or right. somebody that played at yeah. Harvard or someone that played at, you know, Middle Tennessee. It's tough in the NFL, man, to, to breed that type of culture. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you have so many guys from different backgrounds. And even in Florida, it was a lot of guys from different backgrounds, but it was just like Coach Meyer recruited a certain player. You know what I'm saying? He And there was a president that was set from the top down that this is how we get down. Okay, y'all can fight all day out on the field, but when y'all going to lock room, that shit is over with. You know what I'm saying? It's over with. So, um, you know, that's that's what one thing I do miss about the culture, man, the culture of our team, man, how, how – how how many battles we got into it with each other, but then like once it was once we all put on that orange and blue and headed out uh, on a Saturday evening, you know, to play, man, it was us versus everybody, you know, um, and it, it it's something that I'm, I'm 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 proud to be a part of, man. I'm proud to be a part of. I had or uh, had the privilege or honor to be a part of. I seen Tebow do a speech in the, that locker room speech, and you're in that picture, kind of zoned out, man. What was that moment like for you? And that's what it, when what's the, like the most memorable moment uh, for you as a Gator? On what? Which which uh, which which speech? He's doing a locker room. Where he's he's kind of uh, I think it's post game. 30, Thirty minutes. Thirty that's minutes for the rest of your life. Oh man, that, that, was, that was half time. That was half time. That championship. I, I don't know, man. Like so. That is halftime of the National Championship, right, man? And if you if they slow that down and just like, and this is a show we could be real, man. Like, black, would you? I'm gonna ask black, black, who would you say was the vocal leaders on the team of the National Championship team? The vocal leaders, Spice, 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 and, who, and offensively, offensively, who was the vocal leader on offense? I mean, T Bow, usually, you know what I'm saying. Uh, he drank. That's not the answer. Who you got? Who you got? Who you got? Maybe keeping it political. Who you got? Yeah, we keep it political. I keep it political. But what you know? If, if you tell me who, who, who you know, I, I just usually when that, whenever it was time to say something, Spike Spike usually stood up. Now we had a plethora of guys who, yes, you know what I'm saying. On, on offense, we had we had a plethora of guys who who could say stuff. You know what I'm saying. Murph was one of one of our leaders, hey. bro. But we were so young, bro. See? You see what I'm saying? Then we then we have guys like, like Murphy. You that guy? Say you that guy, Murph. You know what I'm saying? Get in your bag. Murph, Would you that guy, Murph? Listen, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Like I was a captain. You know what I mean? I had them. Yeah, I had been kicked off the team three times. That's what I'm trying see, to get you to talk about, Murph. That's see, look. So when I talk so about like, your early year, talk about so like. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? So like I got kicked off the team three three times, and you know, so I had went from and Coach Miles words a shit bad to captain, you know what I'm saying? And then, and if you really rewind that clip and just hold on to that clip, man, I'm, <clears throat> I'm, about, I'm about to give the speech of my life and I really got interrupted. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I really okay. got interrupted. That was, that was your speech to give, I got you. Right. 
I want to get into I want to get into the three suspensions though. Like what was what was young uh Lewis Murphy doing it to, to get in the doghouse of Irvin Mayu? Man, so the, the first one was the first uh when I got kicked off the team, I skipped curfew. You know what I'm saying? I skipped curfew. It was see Coach Meyer, he had a uh a short lease at that time, you know what I mean? He's, he, he, you know, he's coming in from Bowling Green, coming in from Utah. And I understand now looking back at it, you know, um, like I said, you sneeze wrong, you man, he'll kick you off the team. So, uh, I got into some juvenile stuff when I first got on campus, getting bullied. You know, uh, one of the players, uh, Skylar Thornton from Georgia, he probably don't, don't y'all people might know him. He tried to bully back. me, so yeah. I fought him. Yeah, running back. So I got into a fight with him. So that was my first warning. That was my warning. Like, okay, like, but I'm like, dang, coach, like he 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 threw a firecracker. He threw firecrackers on me, trying to joke on me, and I ended up beating him up or whatever. So then now he's like my warning. So then the next time we in training camp, Black was in there. I was a freshman. And he tell me, man, he tell he tell all the freshmen that we gotta stay in the hotel and we can't leave. But all the upper class can go home. We done with training camp. I done, you know, worked my way into rotation with the receivers. And, um, and man, just young, man. Left curfew. Uh, left the hotel after they did the first check at midnight. Trying to go to some some opening college party or something, man. It wasn't nothing, man. It was worth a waste of time. And then they doubled back up to our rooms around, like, 3 o'clock. And I was out of my room. So uh, that was my first time they kicked me off. Mm. Which I think that wasn't like that didn't deem you know a kickoff, but it was Myers' first year, first season. We yeah. just finished training camp. He came, so he made me you know apologize. Yeah. I was off the team for like two weeks. Did you did you have to did you have came to work back? Out? Then I got a marijuana. I got a, yeah. I had to work out, man. Yeah. I had to work out at five thirty a.m. every morning for like the whole season, man. I had to work out, and I had to work out the day before the game. So I had to run stadiums man. Saturday morning. I couldn't ride the bus with the team. I would have to run stadiums, man. Um, before like eight a.m., seven like seven a.m., get showered up, and like they'll do the gator walk. But I'll be standing on the street with my suit and tie, with my shirt and tie, yeah. with my bag, and then I just jump and in line. Just jump in you line. Okay. I, just, I just jump in line and walk with the gator walk. You know what I'm saying? I felt I was embarrassed, but nobody knew who I was. I was a freshman. He's like, who is this dude with a shirt and tie? Yeah. But I'm just standing there waiting for them to get on the gator walk. You know what I'm saying? And then they jumped. I just jumped in line like I don't. You know what I'm saying? I did that the whole freshman year. Um, and then uh, and then uh, my sophomore year, well, my freshman year, that spring, man, I got caught with a marijuana charge. Uh, just hanging with the wrong people. Uh. Got caught with four four grams of, of marijuana, man, and uh, then that's when coach was like, "Like you done for real?" Well, so really, it was the fight, the curfew, and then the marijuana charge. That's when that's when it was just like he was done with me. So I lost my scholarship. I had to work my way back onto the team. Uh, I had to pay for school. Um, had to work out in the morning and in the evenings with the team. Uh, it was hell, man. It was hell, man. I, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, man. Like they would do crazy stuff. They'll like throw all the weights off the racks. Yeah. And tell yeah. me to, to pick up the weights. You know what I'm saying? Murphy, yeah. you a piece of shit. You a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? And then all the other players would say it. The psychology 
Like people don't understand the it's psychology weird. of Coach Meyer, man. It's weird. Like he really was a psychology minor and a psychology master, and his he studied the Marines. So when he did all his dissertations and all that, learning how to, you know, his everything came from the Marines. So he would break people down. Like it's a lot of dudes that really want to sue Coach Meyer because of his psychology. Like he really messed them up. You know what I'm saying? I seen him break down five-star All-American recruits come in and never play football. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you go from an All-American to never playing? You know what I mean? So, like, you have to be really mentally tough. So, like, if you even talk – I done went golfing with Coach Meyer. We done had drinks about it and all laughing about it. But, um, you know, his mind is just different, man. But I understand it now looking back, you know, because he's really trying to win a championship. He's trying to win. He's trying to make sure everybody doing their job. You know, Bill Belichick had conversations with – Coach Meyer, Bill Belichick, like in the office, just us three. You know. What but I'm the ones, the ones who uh, get philosophy. the ones that before we move forward, the ones that get through Urban's uh, psychology and him breaking you down. Because Ahmad mentioned and talked to me about several uh, instances like that with him as well. How do you say the five stars that didn't get through it and never make it and kind of some guys want to sue him? What, how you got through it? Yeah. Man, God, bro, God, bro, like, and my and my pops is a marine. So my dad right. was a Marine. So my dad was like holding me accountable. And he would also give me game on like what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Because like it was stuff, it was stuff like they did, man, that that really hurt, that hurt me, man. That really like when I got to the NFL, I was like on eggshells. But then when my when after one of the game, we got we got grounded in Denver. We played the Broncos. So they like, oh, we get off the plane, we going inside to the bar. So I'm like, shoot, I go with the players. And my coach was like, hey, man, you want a shot? Like, my D-line coach, he was like, you want a shot? Like, I was like, yeah, I'll take a Patron shot. He took a shot with me. Like, I was so scared to even drink in front of my coach. You know what I'm saying? But when I got to the league, it was like, nah, we ain't – it's not like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's more of, like, we in this together. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, man, the only re- real reason I got through that, man, was prayer, man. I took on – I took – and Coach Meyer, he tells, he tells, he's that like I'm like his story. Like he tell Ohio State, oh, you're gonna be another Lewis Murphy. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be another Lewis Murphy. Like you, you coming through the shit list, and now you on the good side. You know what I'm saying? So vocally, I became a vocal leader for the team. You know what I'm saying? For the offense, speaking up if people get kicked off. You know, because Percy Harvin got kicked off the team. Who? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, I'm not gonna say who was on on the captain's committee that was voting him off. But I stood on the table and was like, man, coach, you done kicked me off three times. Now look, oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Somebody people was voting Percy off. <laughs> oh, Lewis came you know on here. With the Lewis came to hang out, man. What you got in that cup? <laughs> Always love too, bro. You know, Lewis came saying? to hang out. I'm on we can post up, man. I'm about to post that's up, what's up. cabinet. But yeah, so you know what I'm saying? So that's why like I say all that to say, man. Like we had vocal leaders on the team, and I and then I was the old guy, I'm the senior. And Black them came in a year after me. Tebow them came out the year after me. Then Cam and Joe Hay came in two years after me. Then Janora Genius came in three years after me. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I seen it all. And I seen, you know, David Nelson was a five-star All-American. He ain't really played to his senior year. You right. know what I'm saying? It was a lot of dudes that, like, when you were All-American, you told you great, you told you great. And then you get to school and they say, man, you a piece of shit. Like, that's hard for an 18-year-old kid to – to process, you know what I'm saying? And I came up on the hard side of being a two-star two star recruit, three-star recruit, so I was always told I wasn't nothing. So that was normal for me. 
you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, I ain't worried about that. You know what I'm saying? Other dudes like, wow, like really like stressing about that. Like, man, I can't believe this dude sat in my living room, talked to my family, you know, and, and and told me to come here and not, I ain't nothing to him. You know what I'm saying? That that was tough. Look at her. Look at her. Yeah. Black, oh, she is black. Uh, it's a little boy. It's my son. Boy, it's my oh, junior. Oh, junior. Junior, junior. Congratulations, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, Lewis. So it, was, it was tough, man. It was tough, man. It's tough. So, I mean, you know, looking back on and obviously a very interesting, you know, four years, you know, being recruited by Ron Zuck to ultimately graduating, you know, from UF. What do you what do you look back most fondly? Was the experience what you thought it would be? Was it different? Was it better? Was it worse? I mean, you know, talk to us about what your expectation was and did it exceed it or not? Man, it, it was exactly what I dreamed of. You know what I'm saying? Minus all the BS. Like, I wouldn't change any of that, man, because it made me who the man I am today. You know what I'm saying? I ain't changing everything I went through at Florida, but it wasn't always rainbows and, and, and pancakes. You know what I'm saying? All right. Um, like, like I, 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 man, that struggle made me. You know what I'm saying? I got a tattoo on me, man. No struggle, no progress. So I was uh, happy for that. But, but the other side was, man, winning two national championships, winning two SEC championships. You know what I'm saying? Um, the relationships that I have with my teammates, my coaches, man, the, the brotherhood that we formed over these years, man, I wouldn't change it for the world. My only goal was to win a national championship. That was my only goal, you know what I'm saying? I won two of them, sophomore year and my senior year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what I don't, most, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't. When we had when we had Irv Meyer on the show, he was, was kind of coy about it, but – you know, we asked him, at, at what point did you think that that 06 team or that 08 team could win a national championship? Did you think in, in 06, I mean, there's a lot of hard-fought battles that, that year, a lot of close games, a lot of, you know, games that were decided by by a possession or less. Did you guys think that you could, you know, win the national championship that year, especially after that loss to Auburn? Or what what started to go through your mind and how did you guys ultimately stay grounded? Man, I think I think it's the it's the obvious one, man. I think it's the cliche that the 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 field goal block against South Carolina. You know, yep. dude. My when, favorite when memory Moss, from the small. Yep. Yeah, man. When Jarvis Moss blocked that field goal against South Carolina, I knew right then and there, like I think everybody knew right then that we could win the national championship game. You know what I'm saying? We could yep. you know, um I think we beat Alabama that year too. We played Alabama yep. at Florida. Yeah, where the we throwback jerseys. Yep. Those, yeah, those that those momentum games right there. Uh, I, I, you know, hey, hey Merv, uh, I, I think that big one. I'm finna, I'm finna slow you down. I don't mean to interrupt you, man. Talk boy. about when you, when you, when you wide open against LSU and scored a touchdown. Damn, man, you trying to score all the stuff. We, we want LSU at home, man. Talk, <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. You want to come hey. hang out, so he missed he missed a key detail. Man, hey, we, 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 hey, unless you come to the swamp, we spank that shit with Murph down, wide open with eighty two yeah. on down the middle. Yeah, hey, you know, uh, see, man, I'm not, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, I ain't the one to toot my own horn, black man. You know that, you know me, black. I'm a two, you know I'm a two, I'm yeah, a two, yeah, two, 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 right? I'm a two, I'm a two, for you then. Well, yeah, man. <laughs> But that also was a that also was a, a momentum game for us too because you had Jamarcus Russell who and you know eventually became the first round uh, first pick of the NFL draft. You had Dwayne Bow. You had Jarvis. Uh, what it was Jar the safety Jarvis Landry. 
um, saw Landry. He had uh, Brandon LaFell from the LSU Tigers. You had uh, Brandon LaFell. You had the running backs. Man, they were stacked over the Glenn Dorsey. They had like 10, what? 12. What's, what's the uh, They had a D lineman. What's their name? Uh, Dorsey. Dorsey. Yeah, Dorsey. Dorsey. And uh, yeah. they had another one. Uh, I can't think of his name. Man. man, a lot of those guys flop. I know. Dude. What, what was it like going from uh, catching pass from Tebow to Jamarcus Russell? <laughs> hey man, it was. Uh... <laughs> That's like two extremes. Yeah, two extremes. You know what I'm saying? One of you know, man. That's I mean, Tebow. We all know. I mean, Tebow. I mean, he's a great college quarterback. He's a great college quarterback. But Jamarcus, man, Jamarcus can spin it though. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's like people like Jamarcus threw 80 yards on one knee. You know what I'm saying? Without even trying, like just just you know what I mean? Like he the one thing about Jamarcus was that he couldn't tell the difference between a 40-yard bomb and a five-yard shallow cross. Like the the, the like his velocity never changed. You know what I'm saying? Like he right. He didn't like some quarterbacks. They could take some off of it, you know, and then uh, they also could, you know, put some on it. He always put the heat on. You know what I'm saying? Like it never was a time where it wasn't where it didn't come fast. Um. So, but then uh, with Tebow, man, uh, the biggest difference was was the fact that, you know, you was gonna get more opportunities with any other quarterback because Tebow always running. You know what I'm saying? He gonna run the ball like if it ain't there. He taking off. He running. He running down 50 yards down the field of the bat, like damn, he's still running. Like that was one thing that you know, getting to the NFL, you got quarterbacks, they don't really like want to run, you know what I'm saying? They want to throw the ball, you know, they want to get the ball out of their hands into the playmaker hands. So that was one of the biggest differences. Lewis, looking back on your NFL career, what do you what do you think of most fondly? Uh, was that experience? I mean, I, you know, I, I know I'm kind of repeating the question, but was that experience like what you thought? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you spent your entire life, you know, preparing yourself to get to the NFL. You ultimately get there. I mean, you go through a lot of trials and tribulations to get there. You're ultimately there. You have a, you know, a, a seven year or so career. What do you what do you look back on that experience? Was it what you thought or nine years to be exact? Nine, nine years to be exact. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nine. You gotta, you gotta count them. <laughs> it's hard to get them years, boy. It's That's right. Yeah, years, yeah. Boy. Nine no, years. Uh, yeah. So, what was the question again? My bad, Dan. I ain't mean. No, no, you're good. Was the experience what you thought? I mean, you spent your entire life preparing it to get there, and you know, was it as glamorous as you thought? Was it, you know, I mean, talk to us about an NFL experience. Man, uh, I would say, man. The college experience, man, is nothing like the college experience. And I, I used to be like, what I used to like when pro guys used to say that, I used to be like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? How does it get worse from college to pro? And then, uh, but then going, it, it does, man, because especially depending on, it depends on the team you go to. So I, I was drafted to Oakland Raiders, fourth round, and we was in a down slope. So we would have like 20,000 fans, 30,000 fans. You know what I'm saying? It was like, like nobody there. But you coming from the Gators where it's 100,000 fans, Gator Growl, you're on ESPN, you got college game there at least twice or three times a year. Like you on those Showtime games to NFL where you playing at, uh, you playing at 1 o'clock 
East Coast, I mean West Coast time, but ain't nobody, nobody's in the stands. So it was like for, for my first year, it was a bad experience. I was like, man, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Like you had to go, you had to play like Green Bay or Pittsburgh to get that. Like, damn, I'm in the big leagues. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of it's a lot of teams out there, man. Dudes ain't dudes don't know. Like, if you don't go to like the Dallas Cowboys, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, the Chiefs, the Patriots, like the, the Green Bay Packers, the Chicago Bears, the New York Giants. You know, if you don't go to those teams, man, you're gonna have a subpar experience of the NFL, you know what I'm saying? Like the Jacksonville Jaguars, like who, unless you good, like you gotta be on a good team, you know what I'm saying? You gotta be on a good team to to uh, to to have that experience. But college, you know, okay, if I go to Alabama, if I go to Florida, if I go to LSU, if I go to Florida State, you know what I'm saying? I guess like some of those teams, like a FIU game, like that's how our game felt. Like we playing in, you know, FIU versus Citadel, man. And it's like boring. Like I'm literally falling asleep on the sideline because it's it's no excitement. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully I like the league. Hopefully like uh, those teams get better. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I could imagine like Dunlap may even play it. Well, Dunlap had some great years with the Bengals, but they've only won one playoff game. You know what I'm saying? But like how can that feeling actually be? Are you playing in like even when Black went to the Bucks? Like the Bucks, y'all end up y'all had one good season, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, we played we played black, you know, man. It was we played the black, it was the we all of the Panthers, we played the Bucks, man, and it was nobody in the stands till the fourth quarter. We beat y'all last too. Hey look, and I had a pick too, but I ain't gonna talk about that. I mean yeah. you that was that was that was the cool stuff, you know, being able to be in the same locker room with, with my brothers, man, and we had a foxhole mentality and every week we go on a war, you know, and having each other back to going to the NFL and we get to play against each other. So that was that was super yeah. cool, man, because I got to play against Percy, I got to play against I got to play against Bubble, I got to play against uh Merv, I got to play against uh Riley, you know what I'm saying? So I, I that was real cool yeah. to, to get the opportunity to play against y'all, man. Yeah, that was real cool, man. It was cool to be able to see your brothers on the other side. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I think I played against all our teammates. I ain't gonna lie though, man. I'm still hot with Tebo, man. So y'all get the word out whenever y'all get Tebo on there, dog. Y'all, we went. <laughs> I'm still hot with Tebo, man. What team I'm do still team? hot with Tebo. We stole the speech. So we uh, so. No, no, not the speed. Not a... The speed, that's one thing. Y'all, hey, the speed. <laughs> hey, y'all got some beef with T-Bone. You got real beef, bro. I really want y'all to go back and really watch that video, like really slow it down, like watch the beginning of me getting the that's whole That's why I asked you, together. bro. I asked you about and then somebody did, that, and then somebody that interview because you look like you had some shit on your mind. I'll be honest with you. Dog. And that's why I was already in the locker room the whole time in the locker room saying 30 minutes. We only got 30 minutes. I was already saying that. So then I was like, hey man, bring this shit up, bring this shit up. And then next day I'm going, I'm about to and T will just buzzing. Listen, man, get the fuck out of here. Like, he didn't say fuck. We we no, we never heard you say anything. Else, you know what I'm saying? Like, we here. I've never heard T you know what I'm saying? I heard him speak twice. That's I heard him speak twice. I heard him speak. 
I heard him speak when he did the speech at the old Miss, and I heard him right. interrupting me that whole uh, time. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 Dan, before you go, before yeah. you go. But it's all, all, it's right. all love, T-Boy. You nah. know I love you, bro. No, nah, we, we, we know it's all love, but watch this, though. <laughs> I, want you to, I want you to talk about this. Just I got, I got one more, Dan, right quick. Yeah. So yeah. we finna play Miami. A lot of people don't know. The media oh, want to talk yeah, to Murph. Yeah. And then boy talked to Murph yeah, and Murph yeah. kept it a buck. So guess what he, guess what he told him? Yeah. What he said? We the real you. Oh, uh, talk that we talk that case. Talk that talk. We the real you. <laughs> Coach Maya got mad, man. And, 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 and yeah. then we to talk to the media. He banned me from Yeah, but then but then the next week. They, you know, they, me, had, hey, they had me on Jimmy Rome. They had me on Jim Rome. It's burning there. All that. Look, Rome. but watch this, though. Watch, watch this, though, Silk. The next week or the week, a couple weeks later, Tebow say, say his speech, he don't get banned, and they put a statue <laughs> of, uh, they put a, a plaque of it outside the stadium. <laughs> I with you, man. Mine was a little more, mine was, mine was a little more personal, though. Mine was a little more personal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Warren Sapp, Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin was hot about it, Silk. Michael Irvin could. Yeah, you know yeah. Michael, you know how Michael Irvin yeah. do, but Warren he was hot about that. Yeah, he fresh off an eight ball, probably. <laughs> 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 it's 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 fun. Hey, Murph, I'll give you credit. I just watched that video of the Tebow speech, and a lot of people come on the show and lie about their experience to hype themselves up a little bit. You are literally crouched yeah. down. You got your arms, and I he just breaks you. right through. I told you, my That's why. <laughs> do, do you see it? Do you see? I did. I hey, do. You're hey, right. Listen, man. I'll give you credit though. You 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 grabbed yeah, you grabbed man. your your uh, your your teammates by the elbows and and you were ready to. Uh, hey, so to what's battle. beef? Beef is when you. <laughs> Even when you still about thirty seconds beef. <laughs> <All right. laughs> because, because like, no, like Dan, like for real, Dan, like I had a dream about the speech because I always gave the team speeches like me. Either me, Pouncey, or like it was me or Spice, really. Me and Spice, like I give a speech, Spice give a speech. We kind of give a speech, you know what I'm saying? Offensively, defensively, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, this is the one, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this is the one. That's the championship game. I'm about to give my speech. I'm about to, you about this to turn home, up. 30 minutes, you know what I'm saying? And I'm about to turn up. And I had already been doing it through the locker room. Did, I had already but, been but looking you, around. Did you, hey, did, hey, you, did you score? Did you go, you know what I'm saying? We got 30 minutes. Did, did you score in the first half? Yeah, the, I had a touchdown. I yeah. scored in the first Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, you scored in the first half. Touchdown, you okay. know what I'm saying? Uh, the the side like, eye that you, know, you gave him right away, right before he started right? speaking, right? you could you could tell. <laughs> this nigga. I was like, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I, was so, I was mad. I was like, I was like, I was like, damn, like, I'm never, like, like, to keep it real. Tebow never spoke. He never spoke, bro. He never talked to us, dog. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know how. So, I, so I, I, don't, I don't know how y'all never yeah, talked so to us. Bro. I'm how, keeping it real. I ain't know how y'all did on the offense or whatnot. I just know how that came with that. I know Spice. Spice kept it a buck with us, man. You know, it, it, I don't know if a lot of people yeah. know, man, but after we lost the old Miss, um, Urban, like as soon as we lost, he said, "Y'all got we got practice tomorrow," and we looking around like practice tomorrow, like tomorrow yeah. Sunday. When we came out and we practiced on we Sunday, and that's when we started getting Mondays off. See what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah man. That's what y'all yeah. – we, we started practicing Sundays, but then even before Tebow did that speech, it was me and Tebow, the last two in the locker room. Tebow was crying. I'm talking about he was boo crying, dog. <laughs> I felt bad. You know what I'm saying? You don't feel, you don't feel bad now, do you? Know? <laughs> nah, man. Couple, nah, couple I, 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 no, because that's my – 
Like, see, me and Tebow got a relationship like that, like none other. Like, I was, me and Tebow would work out at one in the morning, just me and him. You know what I'm saying? Like, we used to work out all the time. But, like, I just put my hand on the like, bro, we going to win this shit, dog. Like, we going to win this shit. You know what I'm saying? Me and him shared a moment in the locker room before he went and did that speech. We had a real long talk. Like, dad stepped away, Coach Myers stepped away, and me and him just chopped it up. You know, and I was just being, he wasn't really saying nothing. He just was listening. He was just staring at me with tears in his eyes. And I was just giving it to him. I was like, bro, I'm giving it to his ass straight up. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I don't need none of that crying shit. We're going to have to win, dog. We got to win by any means necessary. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? And bro went out there and did his thing. You know what I'm saying? He spoke from the heart on that one. I, I got to I gotta admit that. He spoke from the heart. That was some real ass <coughs> shit, bro. And, and I, and. That takes a man. That 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 takes some courage to step out there like that, bro. And he did that. I ain't gonna lie. He did that. He did that for real, for real. What have uh, you talk about? Other way, that was that was me. <laughs> yeah, you talk about your experience with Urban Meyer yeah. and, and a lot of stuff you've been through. How does all that help you outside the game of football? Everything you went through at University of Florida. <clears throat> Man, it helps me tremendously, man. Like in my business ventures, you know, uh, just being punctual, man, being on time. Uh, I know that's a little thing, and everybody, everybody's that's supposed to thing. know that, you know what I'm saying? But that's just, big, though. you know what I'm saying? But just being, just being 20, 30 minutes early, like, like black calling me, texting me. If I'm on the show, I don't listen to y'all for 10 minutes, 20 minutes before he even, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like calling me, thinking that he ain't even knowing that I'm on, I'm backstage, you know, but uh, <laughs> that type of thing, man, you know, that, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that type of thing has, 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 you know, and then also working in business, you know what I'm saying? Like always, cause Mario was always trying to find a solution. Like he wasn't into problems. He's like, okay, we understand the problem. Let's get the solution. How can we get this right? How can we get this right? And that's one thing that I love, you know, I love learning from him, man, you know, that has helped me in, in later on in life. You know, one, you know, one, one, you know, all like relentless effort. I know y'all probably don't heard Black say to me in time, but like relentless effort. Like we just, whatever it is, man, go all out for it. You know what I'm saying? Go all out for it, you know? And that's what, like, even with, you know, this podcast, whatever, you know, man, grind it, bro. Grind it. Already. Get the sponsors, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Work, Work, work on everything, you know what I mean? That's how, that's how, like, it don't matter. It don't matter. Whatever it is, it could be, we could be playing cards, we could be playing checkers, chess, whatever. I'm trying to win, bro. Compete. That's the thing yeah. that Coach Maya and, and Greg compete, you know what I'm saying? Everything, right. like, even with my boys now, all we do is compete. Every drill we do is a competition. In Florida, every drill we did was a competition. And, like, that's the thing, like, when I sit down with my business friends and they don't have that mindset of competition, they don't have the mindset, okay, I don't care if I gotta get up at 5:30 to get this done, or whatever. Stay up till 5:30 to get it done. I'm gonna get it done, and that's the one thing I like try to bring to the business aspect of the world, my entrepreneurship aspect. You know, like man, look, we gonna be grinding. I'll be on the phone. Like I canceled my 8:30 meeting every every Monday. We have a meeting with the whole team, and I canceled this one. But you know, I just push them. You know what I'm saying? And then I post some at Instagram. We might stay on the phone till one o'clock in the morning. And I'll post on Instagram, I'm up at 5.30 working out, you know what I'm saying, just to show them that the type of work ethic it takes to be successful, you know what I'm saying, and whatever asset, because a lot of people, a lot of people I work with, they never play sports, you know what right. I'm saying, so that's one thing I can say that I took from from Herb, man, is to get it done by any means necessary, you know what I mean, grind it out, you know, and I and like that's who he saw, he's going to say, man, hey, 
All you gotta do is bring your heart, your hard hat, and your lunch pail, man. Bring hard and go to work. Just go to work, bro. Like, and that's how we did it. Cause that shit we put us through was hard, bro. Back, I don't know if you done told y'all, bro. That shit was, bro. Very. Bro, when you when forty people when forty people get surgery after off season, after off off season workouts, about 30, 40 people getting surgery, dog. Like that shit was, man. I wouldn't do it again. I tell you that I would not do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to double up a little bit because you was you. Was no. Hey, so I got a question, dog. I, yeah, yeah, you're right. I got a question for y'all, though, man. I'll grab me nothing. I got a question for y'all. What y'all think he's going to do this year? Man, if football happened, Lewis, um, I'm excited, dog. I think we can make a run. Um, I like every room. Okay. Offensive line's a little questionable, but I like the bodies and the competition. I think we're going to get us a good five with uh, – we got some transfers came in with Stuart Reese. I think Brun, a freshman that's going to be ready to play. I think we developed some guys in the trenches. I love every room, man, except for, like, the safety room a little questionable and, and the uh, offensive line. But other than that, I think we primed to make a run. Everybody else trying to figure out quarterback, offensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? I think we set up. But 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 here's here's the thing, uh, uh okay, Murray, it's, okay. a, it's, it's, it's the same thing as, as what about a Mar what about a Mari Bernie? Go ahead, my bad, Black. No, 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 that's straight. I, I was just saying it, it's it's like the same thing with you know how you just said it's, it's competition with everything. So you know, um, Mullen bring that same thing with these guys. All they got to do is buy in, right? What happened when we everybody bought in? Yeah, and then we were successful. So yeah. we get these guys to buy in, and these new right. got these new transfers transfer guys to buy in. I know Silk said he got questions in the offensive line, but it ain't, it ain't no talent questions. You just got to get them to buy, to buy in and, and, and get better every single week. Because what Irby's always say, we ain't got to be the best team in the, in, in the nation. What I used to always say, Silk, the best team we in the best team that week. And that's stadium. And we, and we straight. And everything else is going to play out. Because we're in the SEC. All we got to do is just keep winning. <laughs> so that's all you got to do is just keep winning. Everything. What else. you think about the team right now, Lewis? Man, um, I, I like I like Trask. I like Trask. Uh, I knew Trask was the quarterback two years ago. You know what I'm saying? Two, three years right. ago, man, I knew Trask was the quarterback. I don't know why we – What you see? Um, man, I saw in practice, in spring practice, I saw I saw Trask throw for four touchdowns, move the ball up and down the field in the scrimmage, and this was like a regular practice. And I seen Franks had like two picks, balls in the dirt. And off of that, I was like talking with Dan. I was sitting out with Dan. I was like, Coach, man, like, that's our quarterback. And he was like, he just kind of gave me that nod. Like, yeah, but I just, you know, it's some other stuff. It was something higher than him that I believe that why. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it was, but. I could tell that 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 Trash was the quarterback, man, because he just was getting the ball like I mean, he threw four touchdowns, you know what I'm saying? And the other quarterback ain't did nothing. I was like, man, this is the guy right here. You know what I'm saying? And um, but you know, I and I'm gonna be honest, man, I'm a damn mother fan, man. Like, I'm a damn mother, like that. If, if I could put an ideal coach together of what I would like to see, it would be Dan. You know what I'm saying? Dan got the he could be the strict side, but like the dude that I was on the phone, the coach that was on the phone earlier, like, he ain't going to be in that mother effing you all day long. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going to be right. playing the mind games. He ain't doing all that. Like, mm -hmm. he like, he more like a, like an Andy Reid 
You know what I'm saying? He more like an Andy Reid or like a uh, like a Ron Rivera. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Kyle Shanahan. He more of them type coach, bro. He more like, man, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be me. You're going to like me for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you see it's all damn different types of coaches in the league. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Yeah, you try. You see coaches that be that be trying to be. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like you try to coach that try to be all disciplined and hard. Then you got the other ones that like to play mind games. Then you got coach that just straight up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like right. I'd rather just deal with you, bro. Just be straight up with me, man. Just be straight up with me, dog. Like I'd rather you just tell me the truth. If I suck, I suck. If I'm good, I'm good. If I'm not, I'm not. Like I don't need all that. Walk past, speak to three players. It's other three over here, you don't talk to them three. Like, I don't like that type of shit. That's sh- that shit just be blowing me, bro. I don't, I don't understand that type of stuff. Hey, are you, yeah. uh, did you think that Dan Mullen would be as good of a head coach as he has been? I mean, because he left right after you know you did, um, you know, went to Mississippi yeah. State. I mean, did you yeah. think he would be this good? No, yeah, hell no. I'll be the first to tell you, I ain't think Coach Dan was gonna be good, but then again, though, like. He didn't like. I noticed that afterwards, that the reason why he did wasn't like so like outgoing and talking like that was because he was doing his job. Like he wasn't like you know what I'm saying. Like he yeah. wasn't. That wasn't. He really wasn't allowed to do that. You know what I'm saying. Like he didn't have it like that. You see what I mean. So yeah. that's what it took time for me to see because I used to wonder like, damn, damn, why you don't why you don't talk to us? Like why you don't talk to me? You know what I'm saying. And I used to kind of take it personal, young kid. And then when you look back and you start seeing, oh, wow, okay, you know what I'm saying? It, you know, boss man had a little different way of handling things, you know what I'm saying? And then once he became a head coach, he was able to flourish into who he really was, you know what I'm right. saying? Like who he is as a person, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, at first I was like, when he got the job, I was like, man, damn. I'm like, okay, maybe that's just one of those, oh, he getting the job because the offense did so well, you know, and he'll probably be done, you know, two years. He'll probably go back to being OC. But, man, he proved, he proved the world wrong, man. You know what I mean? He had a lot of drive picks out of Mississippi State. Jonathan Banks, Dak Prescott. Right. Um, a few more D-line, linebackers. That, that, you know, he recruited those kids, too. You know what I'm saying? So, Lewis, yeah, I didn't think he was going to be, be the coach he is today. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, it's still like certain aspects of his coaching. Uh, I'm not gonna say coaching. I think I'm with you. I think he's like the he, he's what you want as a head coach is for X and O's. Uh, he's different than Ur- Urban Meyer. I think he's a lot like Steve Spurrier in that aspect. I don't ever expect us to have a bad offense, yeah. that type of thing. He's not the greatest recruiter, but he's gonna develop talent. Uh, he's a lot more like Steve Spurrier than he is Urban Meyer, in my opinion. Uh, what's your relationship like with my man Jacoby yeah. Ford? I know the young boy from around here. We're from the same neighborhood, man. So I know you guys hang out quite yeah. a bit. So what's your like, relationship like with him? Man, Cole, man. Cole, one of my good friends, man. He came in a year after me from, um, you know, from Clemson. Came to Oakland. And, uh, man, we like one of we like best friends. You know what I'm saying? To yeah, I see y'all boys on IG you know, all the time uh, picking it up. We from the same, same neighborhood. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. okay. Small world. Yeah. So you, you know? from uh, what? What is it? West, West Palm? Palm Beach down that way. What's right? Yeah, West Palm. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, man. Good friend of mine, man. His family, Miss Pat, Mama Pat, everybody, man. I love their whole family, man. Because we was we was like the two Florida kids that's in, in California. 
You know what right. I mean? And we, you know, we was doing our thing. We wasn't sorry, but we went, we went from five and eleven to eight and eight. You know what I'm saying? To go eight and eight in the NFL, that's, I mean, with with a lot of you know stuff that's out of your control. You know what I mean? But to go eight and eight in the league two years in a row, you know what I'm saying? Is and to be one game away from the playoffs is tough. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. it's a, it's an accomplishment, man. So we, we we really bonded, man, and. It came really close, man. That cat fast too, boy. I don't know what y'all got in that water down there. I'm gonna tell you what, man. Cole, tell you. Whatever he wants, he one have of the it. fastest. You ain't oh, seen his, his brother. His brother was oh, deadly boy, he too. One of the fastest players. His mama was really deadly, did, bro. Yeah, his mama was deadly yeah. on the track. They family known for it, man. I'm gonna tell you a, Kobe, a story about Jacoby, man, because I'm older than Jacoby. I'm closer to his older brother's age than his. Okay. So, um, brother, I know, I know a lot, a lot of the ways I train my son right now is because I seen Jacoby, uh, dad and uncle train him. So, uh, I knew David for it because David older than me. David was a legend, crazy hundred meter time, went to Florida State, just got injured and, and then pan out. So, I remember this little like seven, eight year old kid when I was in high school, this little seven, eight year old kid coming to the park and he was fast as hell, training like a grown man. So, I'm like, I asked the dude, like, who's this little kid? He's like, you know, David Ford. I was like, yeah, yeah, live right around the corner from me. He's like, yeah, this is his little brother. And that was his yeah. uncle with him at that time. And that kid was yeah. training at a real young age just to be fast. Like, he wasn't the greatest football player early. He got better when he got off to college yeah. and, and military school and that academy prep school. But just just fast and just a, a track star, man. So, yeah, small man. world, hey, man. And Cole, hey, hey, Cole, hey, Black, uh, Jacoby beat Jeff Dimps. In high school, I I, I train I yeah. train with uh, Jacoby at uh at uh, Tony Villani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Villani yeah. down here, right? Down there so, with Tony Villani. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was down. We yeah, down, down, down that way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, Jacoby one of the fastest cats, bro. I ever done lined up with, man. That jump, that joke was little and fast, boy. I mean, <laughs> crazy fast. the sixty, man. For sure. Dog. But yeah, I mean, man. Mer, tell, tell us. T- Tell everybody where they can find you at, man. As far as like social media wise, man, oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, what you got going, man? You can. Find, I don't really be too much on social media, but I be. I'm on that. You know what I'm saying? You can find me as underscore O N E the number eight underscore. Uh, that's Instagram, and then Twitter is Murph nine one eight M U R P H nine one eight Murph nine one eight. But yeah, man, I appreciate y'all having me on, man. Yeah, All right, Murph, if football happened, Murph, we gotta get you on here early and often, dog. Cause you gonna keep it a buck. So hey, we gotta yo, get you on here. I, 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 yeah, me, me and Murph keep in contact, bro. So yeah, you know, I'm gonna stay in his ear, man, all the time. Already, man. For sure. Hey, Murph, you're back in St. Peter. I'm welcome anytime. Yeah, yeah. You in St. Pete, Murph? I'm in. I'm in Odessa, man. Oh, very good. Odessa. Okay, that's okay. where all the retired NFL guys. Are. Yeah, yeah, I'm I not got too you. Far. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's hey, that's hey, what you have then, the big brother hey, up there. He's hey, my old memorial then, and all that. Dan, I ain't playing enough years I, for that. Dan, hey, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm right next to old memorial. Man. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, right yeah. Hey, hey, still, hey, still, he's inside hey, of one of those gated communities. That's inside of gated community. I get it. <laughs> oh, hey, so, hey, so I think you, had, I think you had to play seven plus years to be out there, man. I can't really. I yeah, can't. there's a there's a minimum. It's in the homeowners. Yeah, that's in the rules. Shoot, if you didn't, they're gonna look at me and kick me out the door. Shoot. No, man. Hey, hey, well, I wish I could play at Old Memorial, though, man. Hey, it's like a hundred grand uh, membership. Well, I can get with it. I'll get with the mod and we can go play around there. Man. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Dan, pull some strays for your boy. Yeah, Dan. Uh, <laughs> back in, uh, played their back like in the, January. The charity, the charity event. <laughs> Well, I, hey, look, listen, man. Hey, I come man, out there. Hey, my golf game getting good. Hey, my golf game getting good. Now I done got me some uh I got a, some Callaway Cubs. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing a little something mm-hmm. now. Hey, Mur- Murphy, yeah, you want to get, get, get you out on the boat, the boat too? Oh yeah, you gotta oh, get man, on the boat. Yeah, Just the wear boat. a life jacket, bro. Yeah, it's beautiful. Dan got the boat club. He out on the water yeah. every week, bro. <laughs> every, like three, four times a week. You want to get on no, the boat? Really? You holler at Dan, bro. That's the man. You just go out there. Are you fishing though? Yeah, you got a lunch break. We can go fishing. We can uh, we can do whatever you want. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to fish. Catch up about it after. That man I, talking about lunch break. He do. Dan go out on lunch break. break. Just, just like just kill a quick hour. <laughs> if, I, if I'm keeping it a buck, I'm gonna be out there tomorrow. No, see. <laughs> see what I'm saying? All right, Louis, all right man, I appreciate all right, you, bro. bro. Appreciate you, bro. Hey man, thanks for having me, man. Don't be yeah. hey, I don't I ain't trying to go across TMZ, man. So don't be trying nah, to uh, bro. Nah. uh misconstrue words, man. Don't oh, no, play with words. Don't, we don't play what you said, bro. We ain't gonna play, do nothing extra to it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I, I'll see oh, I'll see you the link in, I'll see you the link in the morning, bro. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all be blessed, man. I appreciate you, y'all bro. doing this show, man. I, hey, for real, man. Y'all got to get all them boys on, Black. I'm, I'm trying to. Here, yeah, just, just to get them yeah, opportunity. I'll let, you, all right, hey, yeah. I'll let them boys tell them to come hang out with us, man. All right. <laughs> hey, get, hey, tell Deontay to come hang out with us. I'll let Deontay. Hey, yeah, man. See, see what DT yeah. want to do, man. I'll tell, I'll tell Prana. I'll tell Prana. Come on. For sure. I'll let him know. All, all right. right. All right, bro. We'll see you soon. All right, y'all. Peace, man. All right, later. Murph, daddy. Oh, Murph was up there. Murph, Murph. <laughs> hey, Murph, come back on here next week if you want to. <laughs> Murph, I got. <laughs> hey, Murph, bro, Murph, Murph got animosity, bro. Murph got, Murph got a, a open invite. Whenever Murph just feel like he want to talk some shit, he got something on his mind. He just shoot him a link, Might just get Murph my spot on the show. No, nah, listen, bro. <laughs> Listen, bro, I thought Murph was playing when I was – so when I first asked Murph to be on the show, Murph was like, yeah, man, I got a lot to talk about. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm like, Murph can't want to hear talking about people stealing speeches, all kinds of yeah. stuff. Yeah. I knew it was about to get real with when you said T-Bone, he said – he did this like, okay, oh, my with Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I said, shit. I, I, I said, well, damn. So I, I talked about that a little bit because, you know, I, I kind of wanted to feel him if bro wanted me to say him. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, even though – but I, I will say this, though. Every single game before we ate pregame meal, Murph prayed for the team. Right. I'm going to tell you what made me thought about it. Because when, <laughs> when I searched his name, first I did just a little big stuff, doing a little research before the podcast, just trying to get my Googles up. Right. Then I hit videos. I do images, videos, just try to get an idea. And I did videos, the first thing that pops up is him and like they doing the Tebow speech. I, I didn't have the game. I just seen the speech. And I kind of kind of slipped me that, that that was a national championship game. But uh, and I'm looking at his face. It was like, bro, it looked like he had some shit to say. Like he had something on his mind. He got interrupted. But yeah, man, he had the backdrop on it. Shout out to Brunton Insurance and Financial Services, man. Anything you need insured from the Panhandle to the Keys, holler at my man Greg nine five four five eight nine two two zero four. Big policy, big coverage. My man Greg will help you out through the whole process from getting your insurance, walking you through the process of getting the cars mailed to you or you can print them out online if you have claim questions you have questions about your policy greg is going to be right by that cell phone ready to answer and get it done man so hit my man greg up 
589-2204, the official insurance of Stadium Miguel and the Gator Nation. Amaz word of the week. Amaz ain't got no word of the week. So, Dan, Man, you got a word of the week? It gotta, it's on Dan this week. I don't know Dan got the memo. Oh, man. <laughs> give, give us a give us a, a, a dapper Dan uh, advice. Give us some dapper Dan advice. Okay, I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, there uh, we go. So, what have I told you guys already? That any suit can be a hundred bucks, can be a thousand bucks. Yeah, you told me to get a tailor. Yeah, always get a tailor. Um, know how to tie a knot if you're going to wear a tie. So there's a lot of different collars. So you got a spread collar, a narrow collar, you got a button. <laughs> Make sure you know what kind of knot to tie. So what a couple of one because hold on, because I tie the same tie every time, Dan. Regardless of what kind of shirt I got on, so I don't know what type of collar man Dan is. If you got a spread collar, I'm I'm more of a narrow collar guy. But if you got more of a spread collar, then you're gonna want something a little fatter, like a full Windsor, right? Something that's gonna take up the whole thing, right? You don't want a skinny little knot up there. If you got, you know, your shirt, you know, spread right. wide, right? Okay, but if you got something super narrow, you don't also want to have like a super thick knot up there because it's just gonna like eat away at your collar, right? Like it's just oh, gonna tight, be big Tie so, to um, tie to collar ratio got to be on point. Yeah, yeah. So you can do like a like a, a four in hand for that. Um, you can do like a half Windsor for that. But just and don't ever do what like Craig James used to do and do like a triple Windsor where like the the knot comes to like halfway down your belly just to be on TV. Nothing too too fat. Um, that, that's I guess that's my advice. Kind of off the cuff. If you're gonna wear a uh, gonna wear a tie, make sure you're uh, you're, What's you're your, not. What, What's your biggest pet, pet peeve in, in, in the suit game that you see people do regularly? In the suit game? Um, I mean, Besides being baggy and not tailored. Yeah, yeah, baggy and not tailored. Um, I don't know. Steve Harvey uh, suits. Are you, are you against plaid? No, I mean, I, I think anybody can kind of pull <laughs> off what, what they want. I mean, any, you know, that's your style and that's what you do. I think what happens is is people try to do too much sometimes. Um, they have got too many different patterns. Like, it's okay to go loud. It's okay to be boisterous. But, like, the purple with the, you know, the, the yellow shirt and the green tie, like, sometimes it's just too much, right? It's just you, right. don't ever let your outfit outshine you. You know what I mean? So I like that because sometimes know? it's like putting out a hot single and, and then the single's bigger than your career. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. My boy Russell like Westbrook comes to the – Look, my boy Russell Westbrook comes to, to Russell Westbrook comes to the gym uh, to the uh, yeah to come to the gym, man. He'd be fresh there, and he'd be having on colors and all that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know if it's fresh or like if it's just like oh, it's Russell Westbrook, so you gotta like it. You know what I mean? I, I mean <laughs> Westbrook is Westbrook is heavy European, somewhat metro, but I like his style. To be honest, I with like you. I like I like his style, bro. But you that's but that's him, right? He's not letting his outfit outshine him, right? Okay. But okay. I mean, it somebody, was definitely outshine me if I put that shit on. Yeah, I can't, oh, I can't oh, watch that. that. Yeah, I can't, you yeah, know I can't what? Rock. Here, I, I, got, I got something. This is this is another thing, right? Like shine your shoes, like clean them up. Don't. That was my next thing. Was just like, what's yeah. your go-to shoe that like affordable shoe? Um. This is what I'll tell you about shoes. Uh, I'm the wrong guy to ask about shoes because my grandfather told me a long time ago, 
it's better to buy a very expensive pair of shoes, take care of them. And they're going to last you forever. So I've got a, a couple of really nice pairs of shoes. Um, but, you know, Johnston and Murphy, Cole Haan, they make good. Uh, Johnston and Murphy is my bag. That's, that's yeah, what I get. They're comfortable they, as fuck, too. They make really good shoes. Um, you know, Cole Haan and, and Nike um, are under the same umbrella. So they got a lot of the, uh, the fashionable uh, ones as well. But that's a thing too, right? Like if you're going to make an investment, you know, you can buy a pair of shoes for 60 bucks and then you can buy another pair of shoes for a hundred bucks. And I know that, you know, not everybody can just say, Hey, I'm just going to drop that extra 40. But I promise you, there's just sometimes some things in life that are worth spending a little bit extra money on. Um, but, but shine them, keep them clean. Um, you know, you can resole a lot of shoes, especially if they have leather, uh, you know, bottoms and, wood bottoms, whatever it is, but you can, you can resole those and you take care of them. You can get a good pair of shoes that last you for 10, 15, 20 years. Um, and a lot of guys style doesn't really go too out of fashion. Um, you know, so some things are worth investing in, in that regard, you know? Absolutely. I appreciate it. Hey, hey, I ain't gonna lie, man. You know, to some of the fans that listen to this, I used to be one of those gator, them gator walk guys that just want to throw something on. My mom used to uh get me the uh the shirt with the matching tie in it. You know what I'm talking about? Still, they come to the yeah, the, 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 yeah. The, uh, Father's Day package. Yeah, yeah, you come got, come looking good or something like that. I used to get There's the Marshalls uh yeah. combo. already yeah. dress you out. Yeah, they you gonna know. make sure they gonna make sure you don't outshine your outfit. Then. There you go. So I, <laughs> so y'all outfit don't y'all outfit don't outshine you. I I throw one of them on because I'm literally wearing it from the hotel to the bus to the to the whole, to the locker room and then I'm taking it off. So, I, but I, it was some guys like Marquis Anderson. Yeah, Marquis was the cleanest. Mark, hey, Marquis, Marquis stepped off the bus. Y'all know Marquis stepped off that bus. I'm was he let Creole? You know. Man, nah, my boy. No? He, nah, he looked like Wesley Snipes. That's my brother, but he keep it clean. My boy be clean though. Believe that. I'm trying to think yeah, anything man. else I can ask you about with the, with, the, with the dapperness. Is there certain colors and seasons that you abide by then? Or you just roll with it? Like any I color. You just... roll with it. I mean, I, you know, I wear a lot of blue. I'm also a big sport. I mean, that's my bag. You know, um, some people like, um, you know, pocket squares, ties. I'm a big sport coat guy. Um, trying to think of, of what else. I make sure your shoes and your belt match. I mean, that's a pretty obvious one, but I see it a lot where they don't. Uh, but I mean, I think some small things, right? Like when you look at yourself or my shoes, you know, clean, I mean, they don't have to be military spotless, but are they clean? Are they presentable? Because you know that if you go to an event where you're wearing a suit or you're dressed up, people are going to look you up and down, right? So there's two things that people look at. They're going to look at your hands and that's why I'm a big fan of manicures. Then they're going to look at your shoes, which is why I'm a fan of keeping your shoes clean. Right. So, All right. Uh, you know, those are two things that everybody's going to look at whenever they meet you or, or uh, you know, just kind of, you know, eye you from across the room. So, so do yourself a favor. You know, guys are going to look at you. They're going to try to match themselves up against you. And then the women are going to look at you, too, if that's your thing or, or vice versa. So, uh, you know, just make sure that you're um, – you're, you're dressed well. It doesn't, it doesn't take that much effort, and it certainly doesn't take a lot more money to be just, you know, cleanly put together. So, Speaking of cleanly put together, shout out to manscaped.com, man. Uh, the same time Dan was talking about and the same money and effort Dan was talking about keeping your outfit and things together. Uh, you got to keep them balls together. Um, so, you know, Very good. Do, a little, do a little grooming. And the skin safe technology by Manscaped is the best in the game. Specially engineered blades designed to groom men's sensitive regions. Cut through a course of thick hair with confidence, fellas. It ain't the size of the boat. <laughs> 
It's the motion of the ocean, man. So make sure that the cells are smooth. I don't know if you guys have tried it out, but they got a crop cleanser that came in that little kit they sent us, Dan and Ahmad. Y'all tried it out? The crop yeah. cleanser? They got crop reviver? Yep. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, 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 I hit it, but we're not going, going to the gym or something just to see how, you know. Yeah, a little ball, you know, little ball deodorizer. Yeah, yeah keep them fresh. Make something fresh. Yeah, I, I do it. Yeah. Boom, boom. Because, you know, when it tights, it gets a little sweaty sometimes. So, you know, I just... Yeah, some summer months. This is the perfect month yeah, to have man. some ball deodorant. You need some ball deodorant. Y'all going to ask... Listen, you don't know, you never know you're missing out on ball deodorant until you put ball deodorant on. <laughs> until you and put I, ball and deodorant and, 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 and on. And now you straight. And then you, now you fresh. <laughs> because they got something called the crop preserver. It's called, it's the anti-chafing ball deodorant and it's next level. I don't know if you tried it out then, but sure my ball has been smooth and deodorantized. In, ever since. Ever since. since. Well, it's life changing. Yeah. So shout out to manscaped.com uh, for 20% off, free shipping. Use coupon code SG at checkout. Yeah. All right. So I think uh the last week I had song of the week. What'd you think of the uh, the chin guitar, my man? Uh, <laughs> I actually thought that's okay. Yeah, the lyrics was the lyrics was popping, Dan. I gave it a real listen this time. Oh, very good. Yeah, I'm trying not to be judgmental and just like usually when you pick a song, I cut it off right at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's the end, that's the end of the show. <laughs> you <laughs> can always the lyrics and everything. I song, you tell how far people listen into the show before I cut it off. <laughs> Now, there's a demographic in, in a uh, fanship part of the show that they enjoy your songs, man. So, if the songs it. on me, songs on you. Oh, I'm not ready, but uh, give me uh, Spillage Village, Willow Tree. Get people a little something they probably never heard of before. Shout out to hey. J. Cole and the people of Spillage Village. Uh, hey, man. You know, was, you know what song I was listening to this week was 16 Bars by Rick. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, uh, shout out to Andre 3000 on that. He was in his bag too. Rare form. Yeah, very good. I see you, Dan. You're getting versatile in your hip-hop bag. I like yeah. it. There you go. All right, boys. You got from 954. You got to listen to Ross. It's like. I do. It's, it's, in our, it's in our creed, right? It's in our homeowners association it's requirements. It's in the Tri-County yeah. Manual, dog. Yeah. It's like listening. It's like living in Odessa. You have to be a former NFL guy. You got to listen to Ross. I get it. I get it. Um, All right, same corner, same time. Week. Hey, we you got know. Christian Robinson next week. So, oh. All right. Just, I, just, I thought it was getting good. It just got better. Same corner, same time, fellas. All right. See you next week, boys. I gotta pray, I gotta hope, I gotta say I'm gonna make it out, yeah I'm going with the flow, I got a plan inside my hands I'm on my knees, I gotta pray to God, yeah And I don't see no other way I gotta make it out, yeah Can't live like this another day I gotta make it out Knowing what I know, I gotta pray, I gotta hope I gotta say I'm gonna make it out, yeah I'm going with the flow, I got a plan inside my hands I'm on my knees, I gotta pray to God, yeah and I don't see no other way. I gotta make it out. Can't live like this another day. My people know perception is a clever disguise. Steady we roll. Steady we navigate through the skies. Always been told. You better hurry, get out alive. Know what 
But if you hold Crumbled and cracked on them couple lies It was still gone Now you wondering where you fit in the five Better press on Better hold it down, double click, save your life Gotta make it out Shedding my skin, preparing to die Gotta make it out Here we go, here we go Already know life can get difficult. Shake my head at you, head if a typical. Breaking bread with my niggas from years ago, years ago. Here we go, here we go. You already know life can get difficult. Shake my head at you, head if a typical. Breaking bread with my niggas from years ago, years ago. Bleeding letters, cop the tone, now I'm sleeping better. Mama calling on the phone, I forget to text her. Lose sleep, cry week by weekly. Talk to God, I don't see him, but I need him. I've been running out of road for a minute. I watch this dirt turn to gold in a minute. I grab a soul when it's written, sitting, wishing time could just hold for a nigga. I'm feeling low, I'ma blow a hole all for my niggas. Knowing what I know, I gotta pray, I gotta hope, I gotta say I'm gonna make it out. Yeah. Going with the flow, I gotta plan inside my hands, I'm on my knees, I gotta pray to God. Yeah. And I don't see no other way, I gotta make it out. Yeah. Can't live like this another day. I got to make it out. Knowing what I know, I gotta pray, I gotta hope, I gotta say I'm gonna make it out. Yeah. Going with the flow, I gotta plan inside my hands, I'm on my knees, I gotta pray to God. Yeah. And I don't see no other way. I gotta make it out. Yeah. Can't live like this another day. I gotta make it out. Here we go, here we go. We already know life can get difficult. Shake my head at you, head if a typical. Breaking bread with my niggas from years ago. Years ago, here we go, here we go. You already know life can get difficult. Shake my head at you, head if a typical. Breaking bread with my niggas from years ago, years ago.